Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. The realest podcast The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Realest podcast ever. Episode four hundred. What am I talking about? Four hundred. <laughs> Back to the future. One hundred and fifty-three. As I heard, I'm like, damn, we did a lot of episodes. It's like we did nine hundred episodes this last time. Episode one hundred and fifty-three. I'm your host Shamar Moore with the braids. Uh. I guess that makes me face on love with Baldy. <laughs> with the Baldy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we are back, man. Uh, working on a holiday as usual. What holiday is it? It's Memorial Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I have. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Cause that's I, why there's no traffic. That's why there's nobody here. Now, listen. <laughs> because the, my dispatcher was like something, something, something yesterday. Because the way it works is you got to work. The day before and the day after to get the holiday pay. Okay. But I'm off on Sunday. But I worked overtime yesterday. And she was like, some, some, something, something, um, what you working tomorrow? And I was like, I'm off on Monday. And she was like, oh, you good. You going to get the eight. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and she said I just kind of was like, fuck. And I, I walked out. <laughs> but today's a holiday. It's a holiday, yeah. So I had this whole Damn. theory for the last few weeks about people like traveling and shit last weekend in particular it was like a heavy travel weekend even compared to this weekend it's people are are where they are but it's not like last weekend mm-hmm. and i had this theory that like people thought last week was memorial <laughs> was memorial day weekend and people they, did seem to be everywhere last and week. they found out that like oh yeah i gotta go to work monday and uh that's you know kind of what people realize so yeah today is actually the last day of may monday may 31st so that would make it a uh, Memorial Day. Uh, shout out to all of the uh, all of the veterans and you know all of the people that gave service to uh, the United States uh, Armed Forces that you know lost their lives. Um, well, no, that's Veterans Day. But Memorial Day is a memorial of something related to the Army too. Is it, Taylor? Taylor has to look it up. Yeah, resident white man don't know what's going on. <laughs> on memorial Day, something's going on. 
or as they say in the hood, Memorial Day with the S on it. That okay, Veterans Day is for people who served. It's a uh, morning fallen soldiers. Morning right. fallen soldiers. Too. There you go. I was see, I was there. I got. I, it took me a little long. I lost. I got there. Made it, baby. Uh, so yeah, shout out to all of the uh, shout out. <laughs> Rest in peace, to all of them. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them wherever they at cooking out. Like this, that's not a shout out, Chad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like paid in full voice. <laughs> my town niggas, I'm a DC niggas. On <laughs> my, my dead army niggas. Shout out to doing it big over there. In the what quarter. did the niggas say on paid in full? Um, ah, oh, fuck, I can't remember the line. We used to crack up off of that. On my uptown, it was something along the lines. I can't think of the line though. But yeah, no, definitely yeah, not. Rest, shout out, rest, rest in, in peace. peace, all the fallen soldiers. Uh, you know, for all the different armed forces out there, today is a uh, you know, holiday. We are here working. And uh, arms are locking up. It's the end of uh, end of a long holiday weekend. Um, I didn't do much productive. It rained all weekend here in Philly. Oh, the rain was up. It was super up. It was like Lit. full deal, Seattle, Washington. I love the rain, honestly. I do too. I love it. I do too. It's just uh, you know when you got shit to do or you plan some shit, it's annoying. But I got I got another. I didn't month. have any plans. I can't wait to just sit on my balcony with just a robe on <laughs> in the rain. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, I can't wait. <laughs> So uh, 29 days Yeah so that was the weekend in Philly uh, I actually made my way uh, As promised Made my way to uh, Stake 48 on Friday The reservations was back open baby They want a uh, credit card Or a debit card Yo they not fucking around You they gotta not. have a credit card now <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have a credit card To pull through You know yeah. what I'm saying I was there Friday night I had the last reservation 10 o'clock uh, it wasn't. I, it wasn't that full. I saw the reservations are open now. Yeah, like if open. you go on the John, it's reservations for the weekend, yeah. nine o'clock, eight o'clock. <laughs> so I can't. I'm done. So I can't just get a shrimp Caesar. All right, yeah. I'm gonna cancel this John. Credit card on file. You <laughs> you had a bean, so you figure it out when you get here. But you starting at a hundred. Yes. Yeah. When I saw the credit card on file, John is wild. <laughs> yeah, my boy uh, TJ Uptown. Shout out Uptown TJ. Uh, follow him on social media. That's my dog. He uh, he was like, oh yeah, the res is back open. He showed me. So oh, you need a card now. We back in there, baby. Speaking of TJ's, do you know news name is TJ? Yes. Did not know that. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, street nigga Dave's always kill me, man. Nigga be in around him. His name's Shiesty. Yo, what up, Shiesty? Everybody call him Shiesty. And his baby come on, come around like, where's Winston? You're like, who? Who, who the fuck is Winston? Where's Delroy? <laughs> but I got a request from him the other day on uh, Facebook. I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, oh, that's news. This, this, this nigga. News hit me that. News hit us the other day. It was like, damn, why I'm disqualified? It's like, you rich, fam. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm never giving you a gift card ever. Like, so the the main controversy for my Patreon. By the way, subscribe to our Patreon if you haven't already. Yes, uh, yes. Patreon.com. Shout out to everybody who came on the Patreon this week. A lot of new subscribers. Yes, a lot, lot of new subscribers. A lot of new subscribers. We'll shout you out eventually at some time. Yeah. We were talking about some of y'all behind the air, but behind the scenes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, shout out to all shout of the new subscribers, man. A lot of VIPs too. Yes. Like out of like the forty new people, it's like two people who didn't sign up VIP. I was explaining, <laughs> I was explaining to somebody. I was talking to uh, to Goldie the other day. Shout out Goldie. I don't know uh, who that is. You know who Goldie is? DJ Golden Boy. Oh okay okay. Yeah, I was talking to uh, him the <laughs> other day, and he was, uh, you know, we were kind of getting into like the minutia of like, you know, the pod because you know we gonna all come together. I got to tell you that and do some business. Okay. Uh, on a long term permanent basis, mm -hmm. and um, 
you know, we was just kind of getting into the numbers and who's where and this and that. And, and I was explaining to him like with our Patreon, I'm like, yo, this is like a, you know, a, a, a pay for content, you know, subscribe, subscriber based service or whatever. And we do a whole different thing than what mm -hmm. we do on our normal feed. I was like, but you know, we got different tiers, but two thirds of our people are on the highest tier. Mm -hmm. So that just goes to show like the people that support us really support us. The people that love us really love us. And on the Patreon, you get like me and Matt raw and uncut, <coughs> no filter, no nothing. And people appreciate that uh, content and they and they really love it. And, you know, they support us over there. So we appreciate everybody that's on the Patreon. Yeah, I had like an epiphany this morning when it comes to just like dealing with people. OK, like people aren't shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, you're like, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. Fuck. My arms are locking up. Are you going to stroke protocol? Not a stroke. No, I was lifting weights. <laughs> it's definitely not a stroke. My arms are like locking because I was doing arms. Maybe like if you if you if you can taste a, a padlock in your mouth, you're probably having a stroke. I remember <laughs> you read the stroke protocol in the hospital. I remember my my uh, my arms and shit was locking up in my in my job, and my, my homie was like, "Can you feel the left side of your face?" And I'm like, "Man, will you shut the fuck up?" <laughs> like, but anyway. I had an epiphany this morning when it just dealing with people and I oftentimes will put my faith in humanity that I, humanity I will just I, I've stopped. <laughs> yeah, this is the point I, I'm making. Yeah. It's like people will know what you got going on and just won't be a part of the shit. Yeah, refuse. Refuse. Till the <laughs> till till it's like it, they have to be a part of it. Then it's like. All right, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I yeah, guess. Yeah. <laughs> You twisted my arm. Ah, I guess. Ah, you got me. But it just, when it comes to like this Patreon, man, when I go on there and see some of the names, it'd be like, damn, like, I, you know, I appreciate that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There are some names, I'm not going to lie, that I don't see on there. Yeah. And I question what the fuck is going on. Yeah, like, how aren't you on How here? aren't you? Because you know me and you know me well. Yeah. Biblically. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you know Chad well. Yeah. If you don't know me, like, it just... When somebody got something going on, it's just like how? Yeah, even if you don't want the content, just text just text me. Last, just text me the two hundred and uh forty dollars. Lee's mom the <laughs> other day was like, How do I get disqualified from the from the job? And I'm like, Oh, you heard that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you listen. Oh, you listen. All right. And it's just You're an active subscriber. Okay. Just, just down and she like, I don't get a chance to listen all the time, but it's yeah. your thing you got going on. So why wouldn't I be a VIP? Right, and right. it's just like shit like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Jules, like shout out Jules. Like I never have to question anything. Right. Like we put out merch. He bought every piece of merch. Right. We do a live show. He buys tickets immediately. Mm -hmm. He bought tickets for the second show and couldn't even come. Right. Give them to somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He just like it just certain shit like that. And it, it don't even necessarily need to be money. And I think when we had uh, uh, Bang Bang up here, he was saying that. Like you don't even need to help out with money, but just. Do be, something. Be, be a there, part of the establishment. Give, give an ear yeah. to, 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 for, for us to, to throw ideas at. Like, rah. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. 
It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Yeah. Rob was like, Rob straight came like, like taken. I don't have any money. Right. But what I do have <laughs> is a set of skills. I can do some artwork for y'all. Yeah. Now Rye has money and he's fucking VIP. Yeah. yeah it's just, it, it just, you don't, it don't need to be that. Sometimes you just be, just being a part of it means a lot. Yeah. And I really like thought about that shit this morning just in general. Cause I, you know, I, life is wild because I've in life, you know, and I have a, like a friend, like a lifelong friend who like went through a bunch of bullshit and it's just seeing him. Like I really tried my hardest to like help him out yeah. and getting right and just seeing him like existing without even acknowledging that shit really just like fucked me up a little bit this morning and yeah. it's just like damn dog like I'm not even owed the yo you know yeah I was I was that was down bad you really was there for me I appreciate it you know and, and, and simple it, shit and it's just I, I put a lot of time and energy into people yeah. throughout my life and I'll be honest with you I, I don't feel like I ever got that shit back from certain folk yeah. and it just it this morning I just had like an awakening where I'm just like I'm done with people. Mm-hmm. Like just in the in the grand scheme of things, like I got five or six people I talk to daily, and I'm just cool on everybody. Else. Yeah, like for the most part because it's it's hard because I'm I'm not a person I can't I can't fuck with you ten percent. I can't fuck with you seventy two percent. Like if I fuck with you, I fucks with you. You can tell me shit. You yeah. can come to me for shit. We can. I'll give my opinion, my solutions. I'll help. What you need me to do? What? You, right. And to not get it back from people, it just be like, yeah, it creates a, a situation where you feel like there's just so much, you know, wasted effort on your behalf because it's just like it's like you don't do shit for people with the intention of getting something in return, but you do at least want some form of acknowledgement and. Thanks for I, you know the effort that you put forth because you could be doing something else or you could be doing nothing. My whole thing is if I reach out to you, why do you not respond to that? Yeah. Like what the fuck makes you think it's cool for me to hit you on the phone and you see it and then don't even hit me back? Yeah. Ever. It like, come on, dog. Like, yeah. like like dog, I'm calling you for something. I'm yeah. texting you for something. Holla at me. Right. And it just seeing that shit over you just be like, damn, dog. And like I said, this morning I just kind of had like an epiphany where I just was like, yo, like, I'm good on folks, man. Yeah. Like certain people is just, I don't know. But I look around and it's just seeing like just when I go through that Patreon and just seeing like people, you know, seeing Yizzo. And y- Yizzo is like one of our biggest supporters. And I, Hands down from I, day one. And I, I, he, got, he got files of the show that we don't have. Yeah. Like shit that got deleted from the internet. Yeah. And he has, he's like, oh, you don't got part two of the social media episode? What's your email? Yeah. It's like, how do you have this? Oh, he came up to me at the live show was like, yeah, I got the whole show on SD. I'm just like, <laughs> this nigga works for the CIA or something. Man. What the fuck? Like, but just, I never met the man. And we finally met in the gym. And we talked in the gym. with They yeah. had, like, a good conversation. I, I thought he was a serial killer. Because, <laughs> you know, he's, like, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah. And he drives, like, one of them little race Hondas. Yeah. That's just crazy already. It's like, I know you have a Chinese AK in the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but he, cool. And we just had, like, a dope conversation. And it's just, like, he just, like, nah, just, I fucks with y'all. Like, just yeah. genuine as shit. And it's just, yeah. like, shit like that. Like, look, when I was looking through the list the other day, and I'm just, like, damn, I didn't even know she was on this, John. I didn't know he was on I, I ain't right. know. It, it just... You know, seeing that is like, damn, like a little bit of humanity is yeah. all right. 
still ain't about to trust you, but it's like <laughs> I'm glad you're here. But I appreciate you being in <laughs> yeah. in the gym because people, like I said, like I said, when I look at the list and I see some of the names, I'm just like, damn, that's what's up. But then when I don't see certain, I'm yeah. just like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I saw somebody said this on social media. I wish I knew who it was. I give them credit, but it's like you got to curate your life for how you want it to go. That's where I've really, really you got to make the determination of like who you want, you know, to have access to you and make a clear distinction between friends, friends and family, acquaintances, and then just motherfuckers that, you know, and you got to limit your access to people because people will overstep their, their bounds continually or just take from you with no intention of ever giving like, I anything thought of, I'm back. like, why, why am I putting effort into reaching out to you? When you don't do it on the flip side, yeah. that's just stupid. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> Put that energy elsewhere. I can, I like, dog. I got the ninja foodie. I could just try <laughs> recipes. Right. You know, I could just focus on that shit. It's just, it just is crazy because it's like everything would work so much better, and we could get so much further ahead yeah. just as far as everything. Yeah. If everybody was just playing the right roles and doing the right things. Yeah. It's crazy. I reached out this week. Oh, real quick to all our listeners. If anybody knows anybody who has some like credit ideas or is like a credit specialist of some sort, holler at me. Yeah. Refer me to someone. I'll give you a, a finder's fee for finding me the right person to handle this little situation I want to get handled. Yeah. I reached out to somebody the other day on some credit things and, you know, she's black and things just, <laughs> just didn't go at all <laughs> still waiting on some responses you know what i'm saying it's just you know well you know it's memorials memorials today weekend so you know the blacks don't really work on the weekend you know this was tuesday but you know it's just you know. Well, uh, i'm getting prepared, prepared for the but, uh, weekend yeah. in advance so just just call me in august like yeah. call me back to school time it just business it, it just is People have to understand, and I, this I'm not going to belabor this point because we could be all day on this shit. People have to understand that in business, right, You there's a reason why only 6% of people are entrepreneurs. It seems like everybody's got a business. It's not, not really. It's not really. 6% of people are entrepreneurs, and there's a reason why the majority of businesses fail within the first two years of operation is because customer service. Timely responses to you know your customer base, not one to make the necessary investments as far as like marketing promotions, things like that to create awareness around your business, mm -hmm. and just generally like a lack of knowledge and not knowing what the fuck you are doing. Right. And people have to understand that it's like, yo, it's not like it's not a, it's not a given that just because you have a business that we automatically have to support you. Like you right. have to earn people's support. So at the end of the day, y'all be having these businesses and don't be doing right by your business. And it's like, you have a business in order to take a shortcut around working, not realizing that a real business owner works twice the amount of hours, three times the amount of hours as somebody that has a regular nine to five, because you have to go and create your income. It's not guaranteed. Right. Three times. An eight-hour shift versus 24 hours a day. Yes, like three you, times. Like you up at three in the morning answering emails. You uh, back up at six in the morning getting your my, prep ready my, for the day my, or whatever my, the case My biggest be. thing when it comes to like any business, and this ain't no thing with black business, Just it just happens to be we're yeah. black and you reach out to black people. If I reach out to you, I've created the line now of communication. Yeah, there's an olive branch. There's an olive branch. Yeah. It's on you to sell me on whatever service yeah. or product you're offering yeah. because now I'm a potential client who has olive branches to more potential clients. Right. 
But if I reach out to you and if you tell me, hey, I'm about to go do something, you know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with rugs, but he has a party going on. You know, OK, cool. That's you. You adult. It's perfectly cool to yeah. go to rugs weekend. So you tell me, you know, I'll be back in the city on Friday. I shouldn't have to hit you Friday. You, sh- you should have me on your list of people. But, to, but here's callbacks already. For but here's Friday. the reality is niggas don't use the calendar app. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's an app. They don't use the notes app either. It says calendar. They also have a notes app. They also have a daily planner. You there's can buy also, those. You can get those at Target. There's also a reminders app in here on top of the calendar. Even if let's say <laughs> let's say you lose your phone at Rugs Weekend. They have a little spiral note thing that's yeah, a daily planner. You get one at Rite Aid. Yeah, dog. CVS. I got, I got a 20% off in Rite Aid if somebody <laughs> wants to use it. Like it, you you can get them anywhere. Here goes another one. You could hire someone a little younger than you that's trying to get their life on track and call them an assistant. It, yeah. You know what I mean? You could even have someone little younger than you in college that you don't have to pay and call, call them an intern. intern and you just sign off on their yeah credit for their prereqs yeah so there's really no reason for you to not yeah hit a potential client back at yeah. on friday ever ever yeah yeah because it's like you know if you have a full soap a scope of services anywhere ranging from a hundred to five thousand how do you know that one i don't want the five thousand dollar service bingo. and then how do you know that i don't have 10 more people that want the five thousand dollar service bingo treat every interaction like they're going to be your biggest customer yeah and that's how you fucking succeed in business right it's simple but rugs weekend yeah I walk into the Lexus dealership to get my oil changed. They talk to me as if I might be Jay-Z right. because they're trying to sell me on a GS. Yeah. They'll probably call me a nigger when I leave, <laughs> right. but while I'm here, while I'm here, <laughs> I miss the game. You know what I'm saying? And they bring me shit. They bring me coffee, drinks. The guy the other day, I went there to get my oil changed. He was like, uh, give me, uh, you, you cool? You want another drink? I was like, yeah, I went over there, but it was, it was only, uh, the sparkling water. I don't really like, sparkling. What, what kind of water do you like? <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, what, what brand? Like, tell me the brand. I'm like, I like Fiji's. You wait right there. I don't know where he got them from. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in here got some Fiji. <laughs> yeah, they came back with a Fiji. Get this nigga some Fiji. So, business, you should always treat a potential client like they're the king of the world. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Because and, you want the money and you want to sell the service of the product. And as a business owner, you should always be looking for ways to hone your craft and perfect your craft and get better. It's a constant evolution of, oh, well, what's, what regulations change? Let me uh, get this information. What is the, uh, what's the top companies in Atlanta doing? Let me take some parts for what they're doing. What's the, the top CEO in New York doing? Like, you should be educating yourself on the people that are in your industry that are making shit go, that are moving and shaking. You should be very well Versed in their best practices, what they're doing, and how, what you can do to improve the the status and the reputation of your business at all times. Yeah, definitely. If not, like if you're not getting better, you're just getting worse by attrition because the top people are all finding ways to get better, get smarter, get more creative, get more efficient. Especially in a post-COVID society, you have people that are finding all different type of ways to be more innovative and interact with their customers, and you know, do distance of fulfillment and all types of stuff like so there's literally no reason to not have open lines of communication to your customer base or potential customers it's just it's, it's dumb yeah
people got wealth. The rich got wealthy during uh, during COVID yeah. because they just focused on their processes. Let's just get absolutely better at right. the order taking, the processing, and the fulfillment. Amazon went from two-day delivery standard to one-day delivery standard to you can get this shit right now. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> we'll drop it <laughs> off right now. We got a nigga that need what you got in his car right now. Yeah. He's three blocks away. <laughs> you... <laughs> You and ShopRite order it. You and ShopRite getting food, and you click order now on some shit on Amazon. They like walk outside the damn shop <laughs> we, right we and go to the you. locker. <laughs> <laughs> we see you, nigga. It's a locker right by right by you. Put this code. Yeah, two six eight four seven three, nigga. Go get your package <laughs> at the ShopRite. They got an Amazon locker at the gym, dog. Wherever wherever you at, we at. Wherever you at, we at, nigga. One of them Jones in the gym. I see that shit the other day. I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, my man, get off the elliptical. Get off the goddamn <laughs> treadmill. <laughs> Come pick up your blender. <laughs> Slide on over. You know what I'm saying? We we here for you. You know what I mean? Oh. No. And people remember. Oh, you've been in the locker room for the last hour, baby. Package getting old. Fuck are you doing in there? Package getting old, man. We've been out here. We've been at oh. 59 minutes, baby. I don't know what you're waiting on. We're gonna get this code to somebody else because they ordered that shit too. <laughs> Real shit. Yeah, man. But get y'all shit together, if you can. As a collective. So, yeah, so if you have a five-star credit repair person, talk to Matt. Matt already has great credit. He's trying to make it perfect. Yeah, I, I started getting into this trade line shit, and we had a couple yeah, conversations we, yeah, about we had, it. It's we like, had a trade line conference. Yeah, we had definitely had a trade. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me the joint. You said, oh, so this one just popped up. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to the website. Yeah, I, I thought about it. I'm like, I hope this bitch don't buy this. I'm like, hold on. I had it in my cart. Then I realized, I said, oh, damn, I got a pop-up. I got a... Yo, uh, you gotta, hate with... Dog, last week, <laughs> a pair of the black and pink Jaden Smith Vision Racers yeah. popped up on eBay in a 15. So I seen it. It was like late at night. I seen it. I'm like, because you ain't not out in a 15. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. So I, I was like, I put it in my watch page. I'm like, I'm going to get them on Thursday. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I get paid. <laughs> I'm the first thing I buy. So... Next morning, Jules called me. He's like, nigga, did you see it's a pair of black and pink vision racers on eBay? I'm like, yeah, I seen him. He was like, yeah, I just grabbed them. I'm like, nigga. Son of a bitch. <laughs> like, nigga. Some bitch. Like, dog, it'd be like that. But when I sent you the 50K, John, I'm just like, ah, he's probably <laughs> He's probably Yeah, but I read through the John, and I remember as I was about to process my order, it was like, if you have a, a, a fraud alert or extended fraud alert or a credit blocker on you, I'm just like, all right, all right, all right I'm not yeah, I saw that. So what exactly does that mean? So basically, like if you're a victim of identity theft, you can put um, an extended fraud alert on your uh, credit profile. You can do one year, three years or seven years. OK, you can always take it off at any time. But it's basically like an additional layer of security when you or someone else goes to establish credit in your name. OK, so if I go to a car dealership. And I say, yo, I just want y'all to run my shit strictly with, I'm trying to get a Corvette, run my shit with GM uh, Motor motor Finance. They're going to get the John back that's either going to tell them to call or there's going to be a screen that pops up that has me fill out four questions pertaining to my credit file. Okay. And it, it's randomized questions. I don't know what they're going to ask. Okay. And they can be like, which street are you affiliated with at any point in your life? And it's like Brooklyn Street. Uh, Pine Street, Spruce Street, whatever. I got to get that. And if I get that right, I go to the next question. What's your mother's maiden name? I get that right, go to the next question. So it's just basically an added layer of protection when you put in basically saying that, you know, there was some fraud, uh, you know, that took place on your account. Okay. 
So when you go to get the tray line, they say you got to, because I was reading, it was like you got to take that You got to remove that, exactly. Okay. Because if not, it make, it, it's a 50-50 chance. It may, because I've gotten trade lines with a fraud alert on my jaw and they still post it, but sometimes it'll kick it back. And in that case, you just lose your money. Ain't no refunds. Damn. Yeah. So that's why they telling you in advance, like, yo, read the fine print. These are the rules, blah, blah, blah. So I just got a fraud alert added to my TransUnion last week. Cause I got something, some stuff deleted off of there, some uh, inquiries, and it was like an old auto account that was paid off, but they reported the shit late, so I wanted it off. So I did some flim flam. Y'all want the information about what I did? Hit me on the DM. I am putting that out there <laughs> on the airways, but uh, yeah, but I got the shit going. But they, the end result was they put a a, a fraud alert, okay. fraud alert on my joint for a year. But yeah, I just. Uh <clears throat> I'm just trying to get my credit score up to nothing crazy. Yeah. It's like 850. Right. And you <laughs> it's know. perfect. It's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely perfect. And I, I um I got some things I wanna yeah. wanna do. Yeah, my homie uh was called me the other day. He was like, yo, I know you know the answer to this shit, so I'm calling you. Listen, I'm I was at the Range Rover dealership. I'm trying to buy a range. I'm trying to get I ain't trying to get the buck twenty, I'm trying to get the ninety, but I need the ninety thousand dollar jump. He's like, I'm putting in my shit. It's like I got an 800 credit score, but I don't have no history. They telling me I need a, uh, I need a cosigner. Are they being racist or not? I'm like, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it went. <laughs> Full Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah. Are they being racist or not? Because I feel racist. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, I'm I like, only have three active accounts on my credit. <laughs> they telling me you need 21. Is this some racist shit or, racism? <laughs> or is my racist. file not thick enough? Because I'm 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 leaning on racism. You know what I'm saying? Is this racism or not? I think it was straight because no, because I'm saying because I was trying to get the joint right then and there. You know what I'm saying? And I had the nine ninety five hundred in my bag. You know what I'm saying for the down payment. Uh, I just didn't understand why I was. He was. I was like, so I was like, do you have? What are you having your name? He like nothing. I'm like, so it's all authorized user accounts. Yeah, I say yeah. That's that. that Eight hundred credit score means nothing. Yeah, I was like, I got a. I was like, I got a seven thirty, but I got forty active, active joints. fucking accounts on my file. Like I can go get anything. I just got fucking uh the Navy Federal Amex last night twenty thousand, boom instant because of my overall fucking file and I already have one card with twenty three thousand. So they gotta at least be in the range. Of what my highest trade line is, that's at a low to no balance. I got mm -hmm. a twenty-three thousand dollar card through Navy Federal, no balance on the shit. Boom, twenty. But it's not an Amex. It's not an Amex. <laughs> it's a Visa. It's the okay. cash rewards card. Okay. Um. So I had that one. That was twenty-three. Now I got the twenty. Boom. I got forty-three k between two cards with forty. No, I'm sorry. My other one is three thousand. I have forty-six between three. Yeah. That was petty. That fucking three thousand dollar card they gave me. But uh. So yeah, I was like, no, you have to have a cosigner and this and this. Luckily, I know somebody, I know the family that owns uh, uh, Land Rover on Mainline. Okay. He had went to Willow Grove. I know the family that owns that. Uh, the dad is the owner. The brother is the sales manager. And my friend used to be uh, a salesperson. He oh, doing something else. He's Are white. they white? Yeah, they white. They can do whatever the fuck they want. To be on Instagram? Yeah. I think I know who you're talking you know about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's silly. So, so I put him I put him in with them. The brother called him the same night. Yo, this is what you need to do. Blah, 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 blah. I understand you got an 800 credit score, but you need this, this, that, and the third. We're going to work it out for you. So now he's, you know, off with them. You know what I mean? But 
the initial thought of is this racism is like no yeah, that's you, just, funny you don't qualify like that's you just don't qualify it's okay but niggas have been told their whole life you got to get a 700 plus you, gotta get, you get an 800 you can get whatever you get a you get a speedboat you get a yacht niggas dead ass be like would you rather have 500 grand or 800 credit score and it'd be motherfuckers like the 800 credit score. I'd rather have five grand. <laughs> I'd rather have $500 today. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. You got $500 for your cash app right now? Just send it to me. Like, out, like, with your credit score being that high and being this robust, it's about move bussing. Yes. Like, unless you're bussing moves, yeah. it really, it's like, it's cool to, like, post it online because that's what niggas do. Right. Just post their credit score all day. But it's like, outside of a home, credit cards. Yeah. Shit that you doing as far as like a business, yeah, or a car, like, yeah. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Like I have, I have every kind of credit you can have in my mix except a mortgage. The only thing that's stopping me from being able to get an 800 credit score is I don't have a fucking mortgage. So like you have, I have, if I had a mortgage with six months of uh, payment history, I could have a fucking 800 credit score. Like I just, I'm losing all of those points because I just, I don't have a fucking mortgage. I feel like you could have a higher score though without a mortgage. Well, they're saying from what I saw, I watched all these fucking credit consultant videos and all. Of I don't know shit. if you could have an eight hundred, yeah, but you, you could definitely have a higher. Yeah, score. yeah, yeah. No, you can get you can seven forty is considered seven sixty. I'm sorry, is considered tier one. I was about to say that's where she is. Yeah, so like, seven sixty yeah. to to uh to eight fifty is considered tier one. It's just at, after that point, it's just pat you padding the stats on how high you yeah. can get the fucking number. But if you make, if I got a 760 and I make 200K a year and you got an 800, but you make 70,000 a year, guess who's getting the better fucking deal? This guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people don't be understanding. We this. need to do a credit based show. Yes. Now it, that we're really. People don't be needing, don't be understanding. It's a combination of factors that go together. Like people don't understand the conversations you and me have throughout the day. Like sometimes it's nonsense. Sometimes it's hoes and, you know, goofy shit. Yeah, sometimes it's productive. But we really the other day had like a really good like conference <laughs> yeah. situation about credit. I'm like, damn, we need to do a credit episode. So in the midst of us finding a credit person to help me out, we yeah. need to find someone to come on the show yeah. so that we can do a broad. Because that's the one thing I feel like in our community We really don't like Know and understand yeah. We think we understand credit We don't understand credit or money No, hell no But I hear like even with credit It's like people will be like Yeah, you know, pay your balances down to nothing Then people will be like No, you want to have something on there So that you can have recurring payments every month But don't go above 30% Then you go online and they like Don't go above 10% right. So it's like I want to get an actual person To come in and like break down all these yeah. little pockets and then talk about trade lines talk about you know all these different secure credit cards as opposed to yeah. this credit card people with really people don't understand the power of a secure credit card yes. and like secured loans also and uh, what that shit can do for your credit miss jean shout out her works my credit union she literally the other day was like you trying to take your job up like 60 points i'm gonna tell you what you do get a secure credit card she do, you do a thousand you know you gotta do you do 500 all right, do the secure credit card, then get a secured loan. Let that shit rock six months. She's like, you put something on the credit card, pay it down. And I was like, I don't know why we're whispering. But <laughs> keep it on the <laughs> We was acting the window. No, nobody has to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure secure credit cards are like 
out in the, in the, in the, in the, in the environment. <laughs> Keep it on the down down. <laughs> she was whispering. Keep it on the down down. You know what I'm saying? But she was like, secure credit card will take you through the roof. Yeah. Because it's backed you're, by cash. You're leveraging your money right. against your credit. Right. And a lot of times with real lending institutions, not JoJo's check cash and secure card, <laughs> if you have, if you are with a real lending institution, they will eventually convert your secured card to a unsecured card, and you get uh, the deposit back. The debit card got DJ Quick on it. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Boo. <on> it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Southwest Finest, DJ Boo, DJ Miz, and DJ Cash Money, all on your debit card. Like, is that big homie Tink on your credit card? <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> Marty yeah. G's. Any any debit card with uh like we say Jazz Gibson, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Satchel P. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from <laughs> Roberto Clemente. <laughs> like why do you add it to your debit card? Like stay away from them jokes. Yeah. So self, I'm gonna give y'all real quick. We we gonna we gonna we gonna we're gonna do a separate credit show, but real quick, secure credit cards. That's uh, one credit hack. The secured loans, and particularly a company like Self Lender. They, they report to all three credit bureaus. You can do like three different loans packages. And then at the end of your term, you get all your money back. So it's like, I'm doing one right now for, is it, it's the max zone. It's 1800, it's a buck a month for 12 months. It's an $1,800 uh, loan. In the middle, once you make three payments on the loan, you can then decide to leverage part or all of the amount you've paid into the loan for a credit card. So mm. boom, now that's transitioning to a second trade line. Right. That's a primary. So if you get 10 payments in, you got 1200 available, boom, now you transfer that 1200 over to a credit card. So now you got the 12 months of payment history from the self lender, then you then now you transfer that over to 1200 on a credit card a secure a secure credit card that you can use so you get a double bubble off the same money mm. shit is crazy my and man did it he said it shit his credit went up like 67 points and this is called self lender self lender is it an app or a website it's an app. okay look into it's that an app with a website okay see to see how we the more you know the more you know learning with trp yes. uh, yeah yeah <laughs> we um we uh that fast, I forgot what I was. <laughs> uh, let me look at the phone. I got nothing. Yes, yeah, so no. yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot what cards, I was saying. Secure loans. That shit will get you everywhere that you're trying to be. Especially yeah. if you're somebody that make a lot of money, but your credit is shaky or whatever. Make that investment, invest in yourself. And if you really got a lot of money, go and get you like a $10,000 secure credit card. And after fucking three to six months, see where your credit is with that shit. Yeah. Shit is no joke. Now, the problem with the trade line thing I was reading the other day is people jump out the window with these trade lines, not realizing that it don't look like the rest of your credit file. Right. So the, uh, the one guy was saying how if you got a car loan, right, and your car was 19000 right? Okay. You you finance the Kia Forte or something, you mm -hmm. nineteen grand, and then you have a credit card from Capital One with a thirty five hundred dollar limit. You go buy a trade line for one hundred and ten thousand. <laughs> it don't look right yeah. on you, you know, because they were saying how people would get jammed up with these situations to where like uh, certain lenders are starting. They will to ask you to explain stuff on your credit. Mm -hmm. What's this? Yeah. What? It, how? How did you come to get this? Like that's why like somebody like Bandman Kevo says like whenever he buy trade lines, he buy three, four, five of them at a time so that 
it's constant activity going on. So over the course of a month, you got three, four, five trade lines posting. You got all this different activity, all this different history to where it looks like it make it all the picture makes sense. Right. Like it looks like you're either have friends and family that all have great credit or whatever the case may be, but the overall picture makes sense. He said that when he got arrested in Chicago, that they told him his credit score was too high. They said, you have the highest credit score we've ever seen. This doesn't make any sense. Like, how do you have a, like an 845 credit score? And they just like, they just couldn't figure it the fuck out. And he's like, because I knew about like, you <laughs> Nigga, know. credit score 900. <laughs> right? like, how? <laughs> how do you right. have this? Like, <clears throat> yeah. So, but yeah, we, we definitely need to do a show based solely around credit and understanding everything in it and yeah. around it and about it. Because uh, I'll be honest with you. For my like, I've had great credit runs. I've had terrible credit runs. Yeah, I don't understand. I'm on this my shit best credit run of my life right when now. When I when I got approved for my truck, I walked in the dealership. He was like, he went and looked at my shit. Was like, you sure that's all you you don't want? Like, he's like, you want the platinum from Vindy? I put you <laughs> in it today, and I'm just like, he's like, yeah, your, your credit's a seven sixty. He was like, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, is it? <laughs> oh shit! You know what I'm so saying? I can get some shit. <laughs> so I can get some shit, and. Even at that juncture, I really, what happened was <clears throat> when I started SEPTA, I got a car through my credit union. They take your money out of your check. <clears throat> like, you pay it every week. Yeah. So you don't miss anything. Right. It comes out of your check before you even get yeah, paid. you don't even got to pay, make the payment. You don't even have to, like, think about making a payment. Now, you might not eat because right. ain't much money coming after the, 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 the take the shit out of the check. Like, damn, I ain't work no overtime. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I'm on some bullshit. Right. But... I paid the car off, and then they do loan specials all the time to credit you. Shout out Pimp. We always make jokes yeah. that Pimp get every fucking loan that comes. <laughs> Literally, what was it? Uh, uh, I don't think I'm going to work Friday loan. Like, it's <laughs> like any fucking time. Summer, summertime shootout yeah, loan. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? What was the, uh, what's your, um, man, my feet killing me today, loan. Like, <laughs> get a loan for everything. But the thing with getting all these, they do loan specials, like Christmas loan, summer loan, spring loan. Uh, Thanksgiving loan They just always doing Fucking loan specials yeah. The thing with doing these is You go get them They give you 4,000 5,000 Whatever the fuck And they take it out Of your check every week It reports Right every, You know what I'm saying So you got four, five, six, seven loans When you done paying them off That's six, seven Perfect fucking files Added to your account mm-hmm. yeah, Like so That's how my shit Just kind of like Shot up And I literally I didn't even have a credit card Like I didn't have A credit card Right and uh, yeah, my credit score was just that. Everything was on it was perfect, no bad shit. Yeah. Of course, like a nigga, I did stupid shit. Fucked it up. <laughs> Got a little too much dip on my chip. You know what I'm saying? Fucked it right yeah, up. you start buying shit, forgetting about shit. Oh, damn, I forgot to send that. Ah, damn. <laughs> That's how it be. 120 days. I've been my 120 days. Been about that long. Been about that long. Shit. Like I went to Aruba, went to Mexico, yeah, went yeah. to Vegas, went to Vegas twice. Yeah, and I've been by 120 been days. About 120 days, like that's how it be. But uh, yeah, definitely we'll get somebody up here and do that good conversation that people need. Because like I said, I don't understand. Yeah, it. we we and we need the full two hours. We really need like five hours. Yeah, to really unpack all the credit shit, the hacks, and all of that shit. It might be a part one and part two. Today. Yeah, because like a 700 credit score is nothing. Like everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Knowing what I know now, information-wise, long as you ain't starting with a bunch of negatives, you can get to a 700, like, in 30 days, 45 days. Like, I've done it for people. I've seen it. Like, that shit is nothing. But it's about, like, having money at your disposal to do shit 
in order to trick the shit in order to get it to skyrocket. Like, I went and looked at my joint the other day, my Equifax, six ninety nine, and I'm just like, I, I don't do anything. Right, haven't done anything. Haven't done anything, you know? And it's just like, yeah, now it's like, all right, being at a 700 ain't shit. Yeah. It's like... It's that 750, 760 and above. Because once you're there, then you can twerk it and freak it to where it's like, I can bang them for a $30,000 card over here. Mm -hmm. I can hit them for a a $40,000 line of credit over here. Like That's where it's like, all right, now the money can work for you. Because you get $40,000 line of credit and a $30,000 credit card, you could do a flip. You you could do some shit. You could do some shit. Yeah. You could do some nigga shit. You can buy buy up all the houses in Ohio Yeah, for that type of fucking money. So the whole thing is like people... You know, just be like, I want to have good credit, I want to have good credit, I want to have good credit. But the other part of it is, it's like, why? then what? Why? Like, what is your plan? One of my favorite lines in life, Cameron as Rico and Peyton Full said, half these niggas want to be the man just because. Yeah. Half these motherfuckers want to be have good credit just to put it online and be like, oh, look, I got That's a, what I said, post I, it on I the got jump. got 777 with they little bit With they little bitmoji. <laughs> yeah. They look like them and shit. Yeah, like, it just... Now what? It's not for nothing, but it's like, yo, if you're not leveraging your credit, same way if you got a lot of cash, if you're not leveraging your cash or your credit to make more money by attrition, you're really losing money for real, for real. Because inflation is going up every day and you got depreciation, especially if you paying bills and you have depreciating fucking assets. Like the, the shoulder picks look good. You know where they got the money on the shoulder? Right. Like a boom box? Yeah. It, look, it looks good. But, but in reality, like... 20,000 in 2021 money is not going to be 20,000 in 2025. I was reading about State Farm Arena in Atlanta the other day because, you know, excuse me, I don't know why I'm so congested right now. You know, Atlanta had a full uh, game the other day. Oh, did they? In New York, they had a a sellout. And they they said the attendance was uh, 15,300 or something. So I was like, State Farm Arena got to hold more people than that. Yeah. And then I went and looked it up, and it's like, oh, no, it holds 16,000. Yeah. I'm like, damn, they really had a full, like, they let, the, you know, Atlanta, <laughs> right. everybody in this motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking two chains, big bank black. And and I was looking at the, uh, the basically, like, the write-up of the stadium. Like, yeah. who did the construction? Who did the uh, developing? Who did the plans? Who did this? Who did that? And it said that when they built it in 2000, and it was either three or five, it got built. It cost two hundred and twenty-one million to get built, and it was like in today's money, that's three hundred and twenty-five million. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Inflation. Inflation. A <laughs> hundred million dollars inflation on yeah, that shit in, in eighteen years. Crazy. So that's the reason why I say, like, you know, when people talk about like, you know, money and this and this and this, and it's like, yo, sitting on money like does nothing for you. You have to go out there and make your money and try to find creative ways to make your money work for you and make more money. Or you're just losing money. Same thing with fucking assets. You got fucking uh, network, uh, peer-to-peer uh, car rental out here, like Toro and Hire mm-hmm. Car. Hire Car is basically like, you know, somebody that's uh, driving Uber that maybe not able to qualify to get a car. They go on Hire Car and they'll pay a higher rate than they would if they were able to lease or buy the, a car on their own to be able to get a vehicle that somebody else in the market put on there. So it's like, so you might have a car, say you got a Kia Forte, 19,000, you motherfucking fucking note 320 a month. You put it on there for 800 a month. Now you're making 480 profit a month minus whatever the transaction fees are for being on the platform to do nothing. The note is paid, the note is paid. You ain't got to fucking worry about the insurance because temporarily the insurance is transferred over to right. somebody else's responsibility. Like, and you just making money. It's passive income. You making that money while you sleep. So that's what the whole thing is. Using your assets or even your liabilities to create 
passive income and to be able to make more money. I put my fucking GT on Toro. If I get two, two, three rental days a month, my note is paid. Right. I drive a 2021 Mercedes for free. If I get six days a month, like I got fucking for May and June because of prom season and all of that shit, now I'm tripling my note. So now I'm making 4,500 a month. Mm -hmm. I got a rental this coming weekend, two days, 1,500. Paid already a week ago. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm ready to go get two, three, four, five more motherfucking right. cars and repeat the process because I know for a fact I did my GT as a test experiment. I put it as high as I could put it on there and it's still running. So imagine if I dropped the fucking price, I would never even see the car. Right. But I don't want, that's my car. I don't want people <laughs> gutting it out like that. But if I go and buy. Yeah, they definitely slut. <laughs> for out sure. There's going to be all type of photo <laughs> shoots, niggas standing on my shit, everything. It's like, like, wait, how much a day? Oh, no. <laughs> This nigga bugging. He must don't know. He must don't know to get money nigga, boys is coming to rent this nigga, nigga standing on the roof like Pudge Rodriguez. <laughs> like no. So so uh. so basically, if I go get an eighteen Tesla Model Three or a Model S or a used uh, Hellcat or something, I don't give a fuck about them cars. Yeah. Like that ain't my car. None of these shits is a dodge. Yeah. Like, all of this shit is out for yeah. fucking rent. You know what I'm saying? At that point, I'm using the Toro calculator for the basic for the base rate, and I'm putting that bitch you, out you here. You want that shit going every day? I want it going every. I don't want to see this motherfucker. Yeah. I prefer you just drop it all to the next renter. Yeah. <laughs> when I text this, yeah, I, I thought I thought about that because I'm looking at the, the Lexus LS5 or the the BMW 750. I like the new LS. They're, they're gorgeous. The F4s. That's, it's either gonna be that or the 750. And I'm just like, I thought about the Toro shit, but it's just like like same thing you say. Like, I don't want anybody in my. Yeah, this shit. is my like. What is your car? So it's like I would. Here go the crazy part. I, years ago, I didn't even know you could do two, three notes at one time. Yeah. And we said, I want this shit. Yeah. It's like, no, motherfuckers be out here with eight notes. Yeah, no, but, but in Atlanta, the one that really turned me on to the Toro shit, I was watching this Social Proof podcast. That's a good-ass podcast, y'all. Check it out. Anybody that want to learn about, like, life and business and entrepreneurship and shit, watch the Social Proof podcast. They all, like, they had Grant Cardone on there. They had the boy uh, Marcus Barney from okay. 500. All these, like, you know, in-the-know people that are in business, like, real business people, rich motherfuckers, they be having them on there. And this guy uh, from Atlanta, I forget his name because I want to give him his credit, uh, he got 44 cars that he operates on Toro. And it's not under a business. They're all in his personal name. Oh, he was shit. basically like, yo, I got so busy, I had to start going financing cars through buy here, pay here's, and this and that. Because he was one of them 800 credit score niggas to where he could just go sign and drive. Because one thing for certain, two things for sure. We might can't get you a crib, but if you got an 800, we're going to get you a car. It might not be the model that you want. It might not be the... The $120,000 Joan, but you can get all the $30,000 cars you want. And that's what he gets. And that's essentially what you want. That's what you want for that. <laughs> yeah. You want cars that are able to withstand the wear and tear of people driving them for a, yeah. a, a, like a business. Right. You know what I'm saying? So whether that's a, you know, they driving it to work, commuting, whether it's for leisure, whatever the case may be, you want a car that's going to withstand yeah. and not cause you a bunch of maintenance. They said the Teslas are the best cars on the platform because you have zero maintenance costs right. other than fucking tires. Like everything else is electronical. Oh, we put a chip in this motherfucker and work again. Right. It ain't no engine. <laughs> like it ain't none of that yeah. shit. It's all computerized. Yeah. So it was like, these are cars that fucking stand up that run the 300 K miles if necessary. And they essentially just pay for them fucking sales. You triple up on your fucking car note. Your note six, you make nineteen hundred a month, guaranteed. Yeah. And the Toro calculator is so specific; they go by the market that you in. Right. So it's not even like, oh, these are Stockton, California rates or Las Vegas, Nevada rates. No, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania rates. And then if you are somewhere like 
Vegas, LA, uh, Miami. Miami, Atlanta. All your shit is like 4X times whatever, you know what I'm saying? The rate is for a, a, a Philadelphia or a Baltimore or somewhere like that. But it's a great fucking business to be in. Uh, that was, that like, was impromptu. That yeah. was definitely impromptu, all of that. We just was kind of running. I wanted to throw this one last thing out. We were talking about the Stake 48, and you had on here that... uh, Yeah, I'm going to put on my Stephen A voice. Okay. Uh, I, I have it on good authority Okay. that uh, there are some liberal organizations behind the scenes that are planning a boycott of Stake 48. They're going to do the whole big popping circumstance press conference in front of the building all of that and uh, i got a call from somebody you know it's a successful figure somebody successful in the city and uh they they told me that you know our tweet was mentioned my tweet ours whatever we'll classify our viral tweet was mentioned in uh their meeting about like the plans to try to get stake 48 out of here and apparently these are those liberal organizations that try to cancel people and shit like that. And once I heard that, I had to let my friend know, I don't care. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like cancel culture didn't work. We've been talking about it for weeks. Right. Uh, Bill Cosby's case is in front of the Supreme Court. He's coming home potentially any day now. It didn't work. I'm sorry, y'all. What are they going to try to cancel Stake 48 Beca for? Because they're saying, like we examined on the Patreon episode, go check out the Stake 48 Patreon episode if y'all haven't heard it yet, that... This is a way they're circumventing the, the the constitutional violation part of it by making it monetary instead of making it race-based and eth ethnic. And I'm just like, y'all are missing the mark here. If there is an element of racism in here, which there may be, it's second, third, or fourth on the list. First and foremost is the etiquette and the commerce parts of this. And that's what you're not getting. And I think it's not fair and it's corny for some liberal libertarian organization that's not from Philly, doesn't understand what goes on here to come here and try to police a situation with not at least examining what role the people played in getting this policy enacted. Okay. It's disingenuous. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's like, if you're not here on the ground, you can't tell me what's going on in my city. I'm outside every day. I talk to people. I've talked to 200 black people about this issue since it since the story broke on Wednesday. And all 90, 198 of them all are like, man, they did what needed to be done. These are black people. These are real estate investors. These are business owners. These are professional people that are all like, man, they did what needed to be done. Because when I was down there, such and such, such happened. And when I was there, so, so, so happened. Oh, and they acting like they wasn't down there rumbling. And it, like, so black people don't want these crazy things down there neither. So, for But that makes it race then. That's kind of what they're saying. It's like they're using an economic, <clears throat> basically like the economic trump card when it's like based off of like people. Like, and this, 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 no, but don't, wait, I want you to hear this. Cause you just made me think about this. Shout out Ra. Ra said this the other day, and I know you're gonna understand what, what I'm saying. On Facebook, Ra said, the Stake 48 conversation reminds me of an issue many event curators, club promoters, and venues have. What do you do when the clientele you have isn't the one that you want? Do you embrace your current clientele or do you shape your venue and promotion to fit your vision and risk alienating the people who have embraced your business? 
Now I know you've gone through that because, like you said, Coco yeah. always would say when you promote a party, you can't you control can, who's coming. You can't control who's coming. Yeah. So for Stake Forty Eight, what do they do in this situation? Do they just be like, "Fuck it, we we, we bringing in DJ Mustard"? You know what I'm saying? Or <laughs> we Stake Forty Eight. I mean, we Stake. Uh, we uh, STK. Right. <laughs> right. Go full STK. And or or do you be like, "No, we had a vision for what this was gonna be, and we want to get back to that vision." Right. So what do they do? Um. That's up to them. That's a that's an individual choice that they have to make in terms of the people that are in charge of running this business. Because I'm gonna keep it a buck with this you. This isn't a single location. This is a chain, mm -hmm. a franchise of restaurant. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I was saying to Jules the other day, if they just haul off and be like, like basically like no niggas, I don't think the shit survives. I think they're surviving strictly off of all the hoopla that the urban culture has created around this fucking restaurant but there also could be an argument made that they've alienated the people the that other, they wanted right the, that's the that's, <laughs> that's what rob was saying but i don't think they're gonna come back or they're gonna come eventually if if it goes to that so like the other day we was talking about steakhouses right yeah so i was watching this thing called best steakhouses in america right now of course steak 48 wasn't on there of course so they had like sparks in new york you know that's where castellano got killed um it was a place in Texas. It was a place in Boston, a place in Pittsburgh, whatever, whatever, whatever. And the one restaurant that they showed in, I believe it was, it wasn't the one in Pittsburgh. It was the one in, I think it was Boston. But it had that real dramatic, the dark red velvet drapes yeah, and yeah, the yeah. dim lighting. And what you think of when you think of a steakhouse, yeah. right? And I'm thinking about that compared to STK in New York because we went to Benjamin Prime in New York. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was one of those real quiet in the background. You could hear like soft grand piano right. playing, you know. And then I remember leaving Benjamin Prime and us going to Times Square. We walked past STK and DJ Khaled was playing. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. No, I know I mean, you're like, not. Like, I've been to STK all over the country. I know. Like, like jealous, jealous. Like that <laughs> shit was playing yeah, as we walked yeah. past. Chris Brown, Wayne, Big Sean, and DJ Mustard. And STK to me is just kind of like, it's kind of niggery a little bit. Like it's like a party. It's with a some, straight party. It's a party. It's with, a party with some food. With some steak. Yeah. You know, like that's how it is. So it's like, do Steak 48 just, just go full STK or do they just try to get back to sparks or or try to get the sparks in the first place right yeah because they never made it they never made it <laughs> <laughs> right i mean you know i'm pretty sure that you know being as though they are four-pronged operation um they probably have the money at their disposal to do the ne necessary market research to say hey these are the demographics. These are the people that we're attracting here, 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 here. If we do this, this is going to happen. If we say this, this is going to happen, blah, blah, blah. So they got to take the time to, you know, look at that data and see what the overall picture is that gets painted in relation to the actual customer base. Initially, when they first opened, it was kind of like a, oh, yeah, you know, it was like a, it was like a, a, a secret cool thing. Like, oh, no, you know, it's a new steakhouse down in John, you know what I'm saying, where the roof crates used to be at, none of that shit, nice, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's hard to get a reservation. And this is before, like, it was like the club, you know what I'm saying? Before it turned into Club Steak 48, this was back in, like, uh, like 
October, yeah, September, October, back then. And, and um, like opening in like August or September. Yeah, or exactly. Like that, right? And then yeah. he had to shut down for like two months because COVID got yeah. completely out of control. And then they shut down, I think, November, December, then they reopened in January or whatever. But it was packed then, and it wasn't our people that was packing it. Now, I do think that there possibly is an element of like, they might be too far gone in terms of the reputation of the place now because niggas slutted it out already. Uh, niggas have an ability to turn anything into Natalie's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Remember that? Like, that's just how it is. Like, niggas just show... It was funny because I always mention one of my favorite movies ever is Undercover Brother because it was so many, like, latent stereotypes in that movie. So remember when they broke into the man's lair and Eddie Griffin's character came in and he was fighting the Corky Romano and then... They were fighting, and in the midst of them fighting, uh, Sean McBride, Dave Chappelle, they all came running into the yeah. lair. And Corky Romano was like, oh, everything's a party up in here with you people. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Really yeah. how it is. Like, <laughs> niggas have the ability to turn anything into a party. So it's like the steps thing hit. That became just yeah. part of culture. Like, go there. Guy. I've seen videos of, of girls twerking on the steps. I haven't seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I mean, the thing is, is this. Somebody the other day had like a whole thread on Facebook. The thread was called Club State 48. And it was showing <laughs> pictures and videos from people like doing the most. Niggas throwing gang signs and shit up on the steps and shit. Like, it just, it's become a thing. So it's like, you know, they're just at a, at like a. They're at a, a crossroads. I was about to say fork in the road. Yeah, like, they're at a crossroads. But I, it's I, the the whole boycotting thing. I, you know, they they was out. I remember we, when they first opened. It was like I was the union was boycotting with the big right. Oh, so so I was told that they're trying to get the the these org the organization or organizations whoever they may be organizations Sheans okay. are trying to get the unions involved because the unions were mad at them because they circumvented the union in order to get the shit built, okay. which is a form of extortion. The unionized shit is it's it's a soft press. It's extortion. Right. You know you gotta so, so you gotta kick it like it's that shit. Right. Like so they found a way to circumvent the shit where they didn't have to use unionized workers and they cut their costs on getting it done. So that's why the union people were out there fucking crying and all of that bullshit. But my whole thing was when I talked to my friend about, you know, when he, he was giving me this heads up, I'm like, bro, are they gonna go to every stake forty eight location? Probably not. Yeah. Are they going to go to the Viceroy and Carbone and Victory in Miami who got the same stipulation? Probably not. Mm. Are they going to go to North Shred in Miami that dinner service is $500 to $1,000 for two people? Right. Probably not. So I don't respect the move because it's it's an organization trying to get publicity, publicity. by hopping, hopping on, on a on hot on topic. On right, the hot, the hot trend. Y'all don't give a fuck for right. real, for real. So it's like that part of it I don't respect. Furthermore, from a business standpoint, the most y'all could do to impact TRPE is just make us bigger and bring more attention to us because y'all already aren't supporting us. Right. So you can't harm me by telling people that already don't support me to not support me when the people the way we're making money is off the people that already support us and feel the way that we feel. What would we have to do with it? Because our tweet is encouraging the separatism and financial shaming of the constituency that can't afford to go to Stake 48. Oh, because they're no brokies. Exactly. Damn. Meanwhile. I'm a brokey. Meanwhile, that yeah. restaurant. <laughs> there goes that. Meanwhile, the restaurant was 
considerably empty. It was pouring down rain on Friday night, but still, it was considerably empty for a Friday night. Why? Because they put the financial stipulation in there. So that proves my original theory was y'all were coming here to not spend no fucking money. Soon as they put the financial stipulation in place, it's a ghost town. I can't see the financial stipulation really clearing people out, though. Bro. It was, I got there at 10 o'clock. My reservation was at 10 o'clock. I got there at 10, 10. I was seated by like 10, 15, 10, 30. A lot of people cleared out. And it was literally me and my girl, a table next to us, so like six people that was a birthday party, and two other tables in the main dining room where the bar is. That was it. Were you upstairs or downstairs? Downstairs. Okay. It was people on the other side, though, for sure. Uh -huh. On the other side, downstairs. But I didn't see what the upstairs The restaurant was. is designed so strange. It's weird as it fuck. It feels like it's like pockets. Yeah. Almost. It's like pots. But it's not like design. <laughs> yeah. But somehow I keep ending up on the same side every time. Because I was saying it the other day, like, I didn't even walk around to, like, see. You yeah. know, I didn't go upstairs. I didn't walk to the other side. So I'm like, I really don't have, like, a. It's almost set up like a club. That's kind of <laughs> how it feels, yeah. It's, it's like Truth Nightclub. Like, it's like... Yeah! It's like, you got an upstairs, you got all this shit. I'm just like, why? This is dope. Yeah. Feels like Natalie's. <laughs> feels a lot <laughs> like Natalie's. Feels like Natalie's. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I ended that call by telling my, uh, my, my good friend, hey, I'm actually at Steak 48 right now, eating dinner, and I might come back tomorrow. Uh... Please tell these organizations, thank you for the publicity in advance. Furthermore, we know how to talk. Y'all want to have a conference, y'all want to talk about this? We know how to talk. I'm not going to come to the meeting and tell y'all eat shit. Yeah. Even if that's how I feel. Oh, shit, man. I steak is good as a motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's not what's yeah. going to happen. Y'all going to run into two intelligent black men that know how to talk. Yeah. And we ain't exactly lockstep on We've, you know, debated the point. Because there, it's a lot of nuance to the situation that we've considered that maybe... Other people haven't, especially uh, some organization that's just looking to be like to bring the picket signs out and just be mad at somebody. I feel like. See, the thing is, when you when you have a restaurant like this, right, so you have waiters and waitresses, right, they have a certain level of like where their tips are going to be based Absolutely. off of like certain things. So I, this, this was the perspective somebody threw at me the other day. It was like, when you have a restaurant, right, and you book a table for 10 people, right, you assume that with 10 people coming in a party and sitting down. You're getting a minimum of $200. At, at, a, at a bare minimum, you're looking at at least a $200 tip. Mm -hmm. But the problem be, it's like if 10 people come in, but only six of them are eating, you going around asking for orders on? Oh, no, I'm I'm good. I you know I, I ate for I had to, I stopped at the King for I got here. Yeah, you feel me? That's some little chicken tenders from Pelican and them joints yeah, hitting. Yeah, joint down University City. You should try it. So you ate dinner before dinner? Yeah, I mean I don't you know. What's the Chinese store brought a Nidro? Uh, <laughs> uh, Imperial. Imperial. Yeah, I slid Imperial. Yeah, I mean I got nineteen wings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and nineteen wings. Really? Large yeah. fry. So it's like people, like, that was what she was like. People come in there and it's like, if you're not eating, because she's like, niggas do this. Like, niggas just Absolutely. go and it'll they just, just be. just go in whole court. Just be at the table, Shoot whatever. The shit. And I don't, I never really experienced it because I told you I don't go out with motherfuckers. But apparently that's like a thing. Like, motherfuckers are coming just, but I think back on like when we would go to like Copa's or we would go to El Camino. Like, motherfuckers are coming, sit at the at the, the picnic table at El Camino, yeah. but wouldn't even be eating. Yeah. They just be. They just here. Yeah. 
What's up, man? Heard it was popping down here. Yeah, all right. Now I'm here. Let me get one of them wings, dog. <laughs> like on that type of joint. You know it's El Camino, so it's like whatever. Yeah, exactly. But at a five-star steakhouse, that's not really... That ain't it? That's not cool. Yeah, that's not it. So it's going to be ongoing. Yeah, there's there's a there's an economic impact to the staff that people aren't considering. Um, the, the waiters in particular, the hostesses, all of that shit that are, you know, baking on a certain amount of traffic, certain amount of financial act, uh, financial activity in order for them to be able to make a certain amount of money. Mm. Furthermore, the whole kitchen staff, including the executive chef, is black. black. <laughs> so it's like they're so it's like you can't just have a flat out like in a city as black as Philly. 43.6% black as of the last census. In a city as black as Philly, you can't institute a policy that flat out was like, no niggas. You can try to institute policy that's like limiting the riffraff, which is what I think they attempted to do. And the riffraff, because our white niggas are just as bad as some of our black Yo, niggas. Yo, I said it out there driving a the bus. I'm like, you- <laughs> the Port Richmond. I'm like, you think, you think- like nigga niggas is bad. White niggas is ridiculous. They're worse. They're worse. They're like black. Like niggas will make you shake your head. White trash. Your jaw will be on the ground. Yes. Like what? The because it's fuck? so much overcompensated, and it's like, or he had to prove himself his whole life. Now he tougher than all of the niggas. Oh. So it's just like, and it's Chinese niggas here too, and Cambodian yeah. niggas. Yeah. So it's like, yo, we just like. They whole thing was we don't even give a fuck about the dress code. Girl, I was saying this shit the other day. I'm like, just spend some motherfucking I'm like, money. yo, State 48 don't give a fuck about the dress code. They don't give a fuck about you experience because the thing says we want to implement the hundred dollars shit so that your experience. They don't give a fuck about your experience. They want to sell steaks. We want to sell steaks. We got That's 37 it. cuts of steak. Y'all niggas is ordering salmon. Shit is shit is dry <laughs> age past what it's supposed to be. <laughs> Dog, the dry age supposed to be 60 days. It's, it's shit been sitting days. in there 78 days. No, we got 30 shit. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are killing us. Do you niggas know nothing about just-in-time inventory? Yo, real talk. Y'all are killing our bottom line. Yeah. Please just order some fucking food. I look one of them steakhouse. Restaurant. One of them steakhouse the other day said they had sixty-six cuts of different dry-aged meats and shit. I was like, God damn, like crazy. But yeah, no, nah, that's really all it's about. Just Please they just want to sell food. Steak. They don't care about anything else. Just order a steak in the fucking kitchen sink, Mac, and you will yeah. be at the hundred. Paula Deen's down home, Mac. <laughs> the twelve, I had me and my girl oh. had the same. So we had the twelve ounce, uh, the twelve ounce bone in fillet. The shit is sixty two dollars. How was it? It was very good. It was excellent. I, I'm, I, that's what I'm gonna try. Bone in fillet back. was slapping. I did your joint medium plus. They got yeah. the, got the pink out, slamming. But uh, Shh, niggas can't put niggas <laughs> on the nut. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm using it. <laughs> using that immediately. Yeah. So it's just like it's it's so many. You know what I'm saying? Like. It, you need like a, a eight hour conference in order to get through all of the issues that surround the operation. Somebody the other day was like, um, uh, I don't go through all of this at Cheesecake Factory. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was the fuck. Oh, nah, let me tell you. Dog. <laughs> Jules the other day. Uh, it's funny, it's alright because he came from Cheesecake Factory today when I was talking to him and stuff. But the nigga goes to Cheesecake Factory overseas like every fucking day. Cause you're a vegetarian, yeah. so he it, like he found some shit he liked there. No bullshit. The nigga go to Cheesecake Factory like every fucking day. Yeah. So if somebody goes to Cheesecake Factory every day, what do you assume they like eating? Cheesecake, right? <laughs> <laughs> But I've like never seen this nigga ever eat cheesecake. Never heard him say no. So the other day I'm like, um, yo, random. 
Do you eat? Do you even eat cheesecake? Because I've like never seen you even say nothing about. It. I've never seen you with a cheese. None of that shit. He was like, "No, nah, I don't." And I was like, "Are you like allergic to cheesecake or something?" He was like, "No, nah, I just as a kid, I just I didn't like it." And I was like, "I think it's odd that you be in Cheesecake Factory every day <laughs> with no cheese, and you don't like cheesecake." Cheesecakeless. And he was because he was asking, "Well, why would I think he's allergic?" I'm like, "Because you're in Cheesecake Factory all the time, and you never eat cheese." Yeah. So I just I don't know. I thought she was allergic. He was like, "No, no, I'm not allergic to cheesecake, as far as I know. The only thing I'm allergic. This is where the conversation just went left. He was like, "The only thing I'm allergic to is fresh cut grass." And I was like, "That's pretty random." He was like, "Yeah, I don't know what it's about, but fresh cut grass." fucks me up so he's like that's the secret right there i guess lifelong john if you ever trying to like take me out <laughs> he was like get a handful of fresh cut grass and throw it in my face like mr fuji <laughs> fucking lost <laughs> yo, yo i love jules yo man. remember mr fuji used to pull the dust out <laughs> Bret Hart couldn't see uh, God damn it, man. I'm like, yo, Yoko Zuno won like three world titles fucking <laughs> around with Mr. Fuji. That's a little dust. That nigga said get a handful of fresh cut grass and throw it in my face like Mr. Fuji. <laughs> nigga, it's over. You know Yoko Zuno wasn't even Japanese. He was Samoan. He was Samoan. <laughs> we were talking about how racist. That's racist as shit. How racist wrestling was, dog. That shit was wrestling terrible. Was the most racist business industry oh. ever. Yoko Zuno was a straight Samoan. Put that nigga in a straight uh, uh um sumo. A sumo pamper. <laughs> <laughs> Send his ass out there with Mr. Fuji. Racist as shit. Booker T and wasn't even from Harlem. Fuck the niggas from the South. Dog. He said he walking in the fucking malls. People like, yo, you don't remember me from 125th Street? Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't remember yo. me from 125th. Booker T said, motherfuckers walk up to him, tell him about shit from back in the day in Harlem. You don't remember how they used to shoot pool over there? He's like, yeah, yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> like, no, nigga ain't never been to Harlem in his life. Like, yo, wrestling races is shit, been man. past Manhattan. Duh. But, uh, yeah, enough steak for the year. Since we talking about being racist, did you see Kyrie Irving this morning? No. Did you see they, the, they got the bottle thrown at him? Yes, I saw he got the bottle. So let's talk about that, because yes. that was on my list. NBA fans... Are wild. Are wilding the fuck out. How the fuck do y'all go a year and some change without getting into an arena? And then Just to get in the arena and wild the fuck out. They perp walked my man last night. Dog, <laughs> with a Garnett jersey. I was like, you know he crazy. <laughs> you wear a Garnett jersey in 21, you crazy. Garnett been retired how long? Mm. <laughs> Dog. Dog. Garnett been retired five years, been out of been out of Boston like seven. Dog. Old head at my job, we was playing poker one night. This was the night of the draft. And he came in there. This <laughs> nigga had on a you know old head's just fine, the goofiest shit to wear. He had on a Lakers Glenn Rice jersey. Oh shit. And I walked in and he was one of them shit talking old heads, whatever, whatever. And he had came in after me or whatever, and the draft was on. Like, yeah. you know, they had a draft on motherfuckers playing cards or whatever. And he looked at me and was like, Fat boy, anything happened good in the motherfucking uh, in the NBA so far? I'm like, Well, Glenn Rice retired. And everybody <laughs> burst out <laughs> He's like, Fuck you, nigga. I'm like, No. Like, heard that one. He yeah, right you, walk that. Right, you walk right into that one. Boy. You walk for me. Like, Glenn Rice called the quits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but no, it's like the NBA fans have literally been tripping. So we've had situations here in Philadelphia. Utah, NY, and Boston. Yes. And the most ridiculous one is the NY shit. Yo, he spit over 50 cent at Trey Young. I, I, I don't even understand the logic. It's just, like, how, how do 50 not turn around and 
Like, yeah. it, you can't spit at somebody, period. Spitting over me is like, come on. And man. why are you, why are you, like, you know how much it costs to sit that low in the garden? In the garden? During COVID? During the playoffs? And you coming to playoffs? You coming to spit on niggas? Fucking playoffs? Like, dog, you paying a dime at least. And now you now your ass is home. At forever. least. You're done. You banned for life. That's being nice like a dime. Are you lucky that the NBA don't leak your address and Trey Young coming your crib and beat you the dog, fuck up? You spit on me. I I'm I, I don't All bets is off. Man, woman, child, uh paraplegic. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's going down. It's going down like down goes Frazier. You spit on me, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. I I, I don't... That shit is disgusting. I, I will never... I felt Tristan Thompson. I dare a motherfucker to spit on me. Yeah. Like, y'all bugging the fuck out. These fans have clearly erased Malice in the Palace from their memories. But here go the, the Catch-22. And Ra, again, shout out Ra, made a very good point. The issue is with a lot of these situations is... The NBA isn't like it was back in the 90s, 80s, early 2000s, where it's a lot of inner city kids who are just talented as shit that make it to the A. You don't have a Sebastian Telefair. Right. You don't have a Karan Butler. You don't have a Ron. Yo, do you know Ron Artest was in Queensbridge Projects in Nas videos back in the day? Yes. <laughs> like, you don't have niggas like that. You don't yeah. have niggas like Ben Wallace. You don't have niggas like Steven Jackson. You don't have these. The, what yeah, hap- these are a bunch of, it's a bunch of child prodigies in the NBA. So what happens is now, I was explaining this shit earlier, Juice. Motherfuckers, when you're nice, they get you in middle school. Yeah. They get you and they take you to these prep schools mm-hmm. where you learn etiquette, how to conduct yourself, how to be media yeah. trained. Yeah, they you, groom you to be a professional they, from the time they, you're 12 years you old. You get groomed yeah. to where it's like, you don't have Lance Stevenson's and, and Stephon Marbury's, like niggas who play ball but shoot dice on Coney <laughs> Island. Like it just, <laughs> it doesn't happen anymore. So you got an element now where they're not like they were. Remember Vernon Maxwell? That nigga was on like, the 200 level. <laughs> Vernon Maxwell was like up in the stands punching niggas in the face. You don't have that no more. Yeah. Ron Artest, think about how crazy this was. Ron Artest ran into the crowd, choked out the wrong nigga, right? And started an all out brawl that led to nine people going to the hospital, six people being arrested, and half it fucking the t- both teams being suspended. Ron Artest walked into the locker room, and Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal, all of them, by all accounts, Ron Artest was like, Y'all think we gonna get in trouble for this shit? <laughs> like, he was that oblivious to <laughs> what was going on. You think they're gonna, like, ban- suspend us? I mean, same shit happened in Queensbridge. Nobody really tripped. We do this shit every Friday. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> Right. Shit happened at the Kingdom every week. You see what I'm saying? Like he was that oblivious to it, and you don't have that no more. So where a motherfucker and like even Russell Westbrook the other day with the popcorn shit, he wasn't about to do nothing. Trey Young got spit on. Like dog, that shit is like that shit is the ultimate disrespect. The bottle shit fl- uh, got flung at, at Kyrie yesterday. As did you see it? Mm-hmm. As they was walking out, Kyrie teammate was was trying to go up into the yeah. joint. Kyrie was just like. What's going on? <laughs> and then he went in the press conference, and you see all the people were mad at him because he um <clears throat> he basically was like, yeah, man, the racism shit is just oh yeah, whatever. He, he called a spade a spade, and they got mad at him. Yeah, they were, but the people was like, oh well, he he stomped on the 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 Celtics logo, and I'm like, huh? So logos are more important than people? <laughs> like what y'all be talking about? Dog, dog. But that shit is it's 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 gonna come to the point where. An NBA figure is going to walk into the crowd and he's going to break somebody's neck. Yep. 
It's going to happen sooner or later. Y'all try that shit and it, it, it's fucked up, but the NBA done got rid of... And that's the problem with something going global. Like how people always will complain about the Joe Buttons podcast. The shit went global and they yeah. just had sponsoring shit money coming from all these other places. So you can't be as ridiculous as you want to be because you got millions of dollars flowing through the situation. Yeah. The NBA is a billion dollar organization. Multi-billion. Multi-billion. So that malice at the palace shit, it could, it like, if it if that was to happen today with players of that caliber, yeah. they would probably be banned for life. For sure. Like they wouldn't make it back into the NBA. Remember, they hit Ron Artest for the whole year. Yeah. And Jermaine O'Neal, his suspension got lowered. It was like 30 and then went down to like 17 or some shit like that. But if that happened today with motherfuckers who wasn't and like... And was the favorites to go to the championship. If, if that shit happens with people that aren't like LeBron, Luka, uh, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant... communicated. Like, let Marcus <laughs> Smart try that shit. You are done. You'll be playing. You'll be hooping in Uzbekistan. You are finished. <laughs> let, uh... Um... Who's somebody who people just genuinely don't like? I'm trying to think. I'm trying Marcus to think. Smart. <laughs> Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Yeah, pretty much Marcus <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Like, real talk. Like, you you out of there. It's it just... It's ugly to see it happen the way it's happening. For certain. Like, why are y'all wilding like this? What's crazy is, though, I, as, a, as a bus driver, I will say that people will walk into your where you're working and will act a certain way because they know you're working. Yeah. Like, nobody in their right mind is going to spit at Trey Young outside. Fuck no. Nobody in their right mind is going to dump popcorn on Russell Westbrook when he's walking down the street. Yeah. No one's going to try that. It's like me driving a bus. Motherfuckers will say shit and do certain shit because they know you you here. Yeah, people will use your your, your employment against, against you. Against you. Yeah. Yeah, they'll try to box you in to where it's like, oh, you can't, nigga, can't do nothing. Fuck this bitch-ass nigga. Then you knock him the fuck out anyway. And then it's like, I'm suing. Right, exactly. Is that the, shit? The bull sued West, uh, Russell Westbrook, the bull from Utah, yeah. from last time. They threw it out. Yeah, of they, course they, they did. They dumped. He had a hundred million dollar lawsuit. I was like, maybe, maybe it was wild. I can see if you slid it for like one point two. Emotional distress. Hundred. I need a hundred million. The um, it was funny because remember the bull who gave Westbrook the finger here? Yeah. When Jules and Sway was at the game, they were sitting next to him down on the court. And he was like, Jules, like he's like, you don't, you don't, remember, you don't remember me, do you? And they, they like, no. He was like, remember I gave Westbrook the finger? And he was like, oh yeah, shit. So he took a picture with him, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, they were talking that suspension shit, but my seat's two hundred grand, so what the fuck, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And filthy rich, you know what he do for a living? No. Just take a guess. He sit courtside, season tickets, rich as shit. What does he do? You're never gonna get this shit in a million years. Uh, plumber. No. Uh, electrician. Nope. Uh, sell buttons. Nope. He's a plastic surgeon. Oh shit. He does one procedure and one procedure only. What does he do? Uh, rhinoplasty. Nope. Penis enlargement. Bingo. <laughs> he does dick enlargement. <laughs> this nigga has season tickets at the Sixers game. I'm like, damn, niggas is really out here grabbing extendos. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is crazy. Hey, Doc, I need a ladder. <laughs> I got a standard issue right yeah, now. I, I got need a 30 clip. <laughs> need a 32 shot. I need a fucking, I need a 50 round. Like, I, don't uh, need, I don't need the drum. I just need the clip. But yeah, he a plastic surgeon and shit. Damn. 
But yeah, they they was talking that suspension going ban him shit, but they let his ass back in there. And that's his claim to fame. Like that's hilarious. He gave every leaned over to John again, yeah. the finger all strong and shit. That motherfucker. You don't remember me? No motherfucker. Yeah, how you walking up to me? <laughs> but what's crazy is the tickets that Jules and Suede had. They got them from him. Oh shit! Because he was like, "Yeah, I was the one who put the tickets." Apparently, he has the whole. That's the all the road. That's all, all my shit. shit. <laughs> that's all his shit. <laughs> but he was like, "Yeah, you got the tickets off me. I just want to put them on stuff." Huh? <laughs> He's like, "Oh shit, okay, cool." They took a picture with him and all that shit. I'm just like, "Yeah, that's funny as shit." Like the glizzy, the glizzy doc, glizzy doc. Uh, control yourselves at these NBA games, please, man. man. Stop with this nut shit. Y'all gonna get hurt, please. Y'all gonna get somebody hurt. They said the motherfuckers from the Utah shit, they're banned for life. Uh. So that was the only one I wasn't sure about what happened. What happened in Utah? They were fucking with John Morant's family, calling them niggas and shit. Oh shit! Yeah, John Morant. It was his dad and his stepmom, right? I think it was like, <coughs> shut up or I'll put a quarter in your back or something. Some like weird deep <laughs> Holy racism. Holy shit! Yeah. Damn, they went back to the <laughs> they went back to the eighteen hundreds. What man? I'll put a quarter in your back. <laughs> Racism is crazy. Racism is nuts. Racism is nuts, man. I'm sorry. It was a nickel. A nickel. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Put a nickel in your back. Like what, man? Dog. Speaking of racism, that's some shit you hear. You wouldn't even know how to fucking respond to. Like, or dog. Should I be mad? Should I tell you, years ago, it was like 10 years ago, I was driving to 27, never get a shit. Old white lady gets on the bus. Old white lady. Like, old, old, old. Like, Pepperidge Farm. Like, <laughs> Pepperidge Farm. Like, she was old. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about uh, fucking Dr. Quinn. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was old. Dr. Quinn. Fucking murder she wrote. Like, she was an old white woman. She got on the bus, and she was like... I can't see all too well. My uh, my sight is just getting so messed up. Can you let me know when we get to? She wanted to get off at Rector Street on Maniunk. Okay. So I got you. You know what I mean. So we get up there, whatever, whatever. And I low key had forgotten. I looked in the mirror as we was coming to Rector Street. I'm like, oh, shit, Rector Street, the next stop. But where I had stopped, it wasn't at the curb. I was. She stood up. I'm like, sit down. I'm gonna pull the bus over to get it close to the curb so you don't got like a big step. Yeah. So she she sat back down. I pulled the bus over all the way to the curb and lowered it. So she got up and as she was getting up, she turned. Around, she's like, "Thank you so much. You're one of the nicest young colored drivers I've ever met." And she stepped off the bus and I was like, "Oh shit, I am colored. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that shit in my life." I was like, "What?" Unbeknownst to myself, I am colored. <laughs> It fucked me up so this is, much. This is a revelation. Because I was like, I'm colored as shit. Now that I think about it, <laughs> yo, I never heard that shit ever uh, in my life. But she was like a hundred and something. So in her mind, it's like, nice colored man driving the, you know, the, bus, <laughs> the bus. I told you my grandfather had his first driver's license from down south yeah. in uh, North Carolina when he got it in 19... He got it in 1939. Damn. And... On it, it had your height. My grandpa was 6'3", uh, name, address, and then at oh, the bottom right, the last, it had male, sex M, and then it had race, Negro, on the license. Damn. I was like, jeez. Like, cop, like, pretty black. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was on your driver's license back in the Damn. day. Crazy. 
But you were about to say about speaking, uh, speaking of racism, of racism uh, the hundred year anniversary of Black Wall Street uh, uh, yes. massacre is uh, actually today. I, I don't I don't really necessarily know that we're not celebrating anything, but it's more so an acknowledgement of you know what happened. Um, this actually took place on May thirty first, nineteen twenty one, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, black community uh, Greenwood in Tulsa was burned to the ground. Um, there was actually a makeshift bomb also dropped on the community at some point, according to certain reports as well. As many as 300 people dead, 35 blocks were leveled, um, hundreds of businesses and homes were destroyed, all owned by black people. <coughs> and uh, this is the uh, specific write-up from, uh, I believe it was the New York Post or Forbes, one or the other. I'm sorry for not remembering. But uh, Tulsa was... <coughs> Tulsa boomed in the early 1900s due to the discovery of nearby oil. Its population grew rapidly from 1,390 people in 1900 to 72,075 in 1920, according to census records. See? <clears throat> Not Hakeem's Almanac. Not Hakeem's. Yo, Hakeem's Almanac gets funnier every time I hear it. Uh, despite the strictly enforced Jim Crow laws at that time, Greenwood had become a prosperous, vibrant district and an American success story, according to historian Scott Ellsworth. All of that changed on May 31st when Dick Rowland, a black shoe shiner, was arrested for allegedly assaulting a white woman. She would eventually refuse to cooperate with this prosecution. Sound familiar? Emmett Till shit, yeah. the whole thing all over again. Uh, that night, a mob of over 1,000 white Tulsans gathered in front of the country courthouse where Mr. Rowland was being held. A boxer, Jack Scott, was one of a approximately 75 other black men who came to protect Mr. Rowland. A fight broke out. The black men retreated to Greenwood. The white mob organized an attack and in the early morning hours invaded and burned Greenwood to the ground. Um, so when people reference Black Wall Street and what happened, this is what they're talking about. It's actually revisited on the uh, HBO series The Watchmen, which stars Regina King and uh, uh, the guy Yaya, I forget his last name, um, real good young black actor. He was in the, uh, the trial of the Chicago 7. Mm -hmm. um, him, um, uh, Lou Gossett Jr. is on the show, and it talks about, like, you know, basically, like, the future where there's like a memorial to the black, uh, you know, to the black wall street massacre and this and this, and people are able to go to this memorial and trace their ancestry back to certain people and all of that. And then the connection to like, you know, modern racism and Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Abdul-Mateen. Yeah. He's fire. He one of the best young black actors out there. Um, but you know, this is just probably one of the worst, of all like you know black massacres and economic uh attacks that's happened to black people in the united states um similar things have happened in uh in baltimore similar things have happened in uh um miami dade county uh opalaka put the highway through opalaka thriving black people y'all making all y'all making millions y'all getting rich cool Interstate 95 coming yeah. through this motherfucker put the highway through the uh through the community there destroyed their uh, economic viability um and uh you know, little known fact, like, you know, not that this was like a massacre or anything, but like South Street, once upon a time, was completely black owned. Yeah. That was the black shopping district in Philadelphia. And then, uh, you know, I don't want to say who, but, you know, some of our, uh, you know, as the older people, like the great grands, the great great grands and the great grands began to die off and they're passing the property down. The property was basically like kind of like duped from up under them by, you know, these uh, <clears throat> ethnic Investors, I don't want to say who. I want to get canceled. They'll actually cancel you. I don't want to say who, but they basically came in, you know, leveraged money, you know, dangle money from people, blah blah blah. Not 
are people not understanding that the piece of property was going to be worth more than the money that you can take and basically bought the whole community from up under us yeah. um, to where, you know, we don't own it. Same thing, 52nd Street, same <laughs> thing. Lots of parts of North Broad Street. You have, you know, big black economically viable businesses that either cease to exist or just owned outright by, you know, people of other uh, of other races. So it's like, it's you know, crazy. it's a lot of different ways that they've been able to take from us over the years, whether it was like flat out, you know, through economic means and, you know, buying you out or leveraging the community, creating gentrification to where you can't afford to pay the taxes on the property no more. Now we just take it from you or if worse come to worse, we don't like something that you did or we'll just lie on you. We'll burn the whole community to the yeah, fucking we'll just, ground. We'll, torch we'll just torch this motherfucker here. And uh, so, you know, for those of you that, that aren't familiar with the Black Wall Street <coughs> tragedy, do the knowledge, take the time to, you know, understand that information. And uh, that's a very, very important part of our uh, our history. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely, definitely important. Before we get done with this show. Yes. I want to talk about a part of history that I hope we don't remember okay. going forward. And that's versus. <laughs> I'm at my wits end when it comes to, to Versus. Versus did a complete 360. Yes. And it, 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 it came back to where it started. Yes. Swiss Beats and Timberland. All is back to the Genesis. Back to the, geni geni the Genesis. It was, it was like genitalia, but it, it came <laughs> back to the Genesis. Um, so Versus started with Swiss Beats and Timberland on IG Live with their... Timberland was drunk off the wine in his studio. And Swiss had to go to the car. <laughs> yeah, Alicia had enough of that <laughs> shit. She sent his ass to the car. Get them Fruity Loops out of here, stupid. And she sent him to the car. And the raw element of what Versus was when it started, I genuinely liked. I did. I was a fan yeah. of Versus. Motherfuckers had Wi-Fi issues. People had connectivity. All types of shit. It, it, people were, were, were in their homes. So yeah. they were... You know, when you're at home in your in your house, there's a level of comfortability that comes over you. Yes. Which is why Sean Garrett was coked up. He's in his house. This is what I do. Coked out of his mind. You bitch ass nigga, <laughs> Atlanta, nigga, JD, nigga. Like, it was fun. Timberland was drunk off the wine because he in his house. Yeah. Alicia told Swiss, take your ass outside because he in the house. Like, it just it was fun. Uh, you know, uh uh, what's the old head? Uh babyface. Couldn't figure out how the fuck to get the live joint. He remember he this shit on the phone said what now like what what, like, <laughs> what button what what I'm supposed to hit? Because he home. It's like it, it just it brought a level of of fun. Lil yeah. John and T Pain, Jonte Austin and and Neo. It just it was fun. And it's crazy because it's like as much as we clowned Teddy Riley in the moment. I'm, let me let me. This is where I'm going. So Teddy Riley came along with his shit with Babyface, and it's like. That night, I remember I was so amped up to see Teddy Riley and Babyface do that. That's what I'm saying. I was a Versus fan. I was into it. And remember, I had that video of me ranting. That shit was all over <laughs> Facebook, all yeah. that shit. Because I was pissed. Because, like, Teddy, what the fuck? <laughs> Everybody just get on the computer, pick their songs, <laughs> and play them. Here you come with a band, an orchestra, all this goofy-ass shit. <clears throat> Turns out Teddy Riley was an innovator. Innovator. Because he gave Swiss and Tim the idea, oh, we can make this like a performance. Now... Here's where the performance aspect kind of shifts it and makes it something else. The performance aspect turns it into an actual show. Show. Yeah. So when you show up for a show, you can't be high. You can't be drunk. <laughs> you can't be in your slippers. Yeah. You can you, you showing up for work. Yeah. So now versus has become big budget. Doritos, Pepsi, all this Ciroc. shit. You Ciroc. Apple, you got playlists. You you got Steve Harvey hosting the damn verses. 
If anybody has not seen it, please go look at Godfrey being Steve Harvey. Earth winning five. <laughs> winning five. <laughs> the Ron Osler brothers. <laughs> I remember 1967. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. He said, I remember I was playing your songs while I was... See, I was working in the grocery store. I used to put away the mangoes. I used to mangoes. I used to put. I used to play y'all songs. See, I, I used to work in produce. And what's his name? Was right. He said, "Is that right?" He said, "Yeah, yeah." He said, "I used to play all your songs, and all the girls would come around me in the produce section because I was playing the Ron Isley Brothers and Earth Winning Fire." They Avion Crockett We are so blessed to have you, Stephen. We are so blessed. But we just no. I remember 1972. I was in this karate class. I'm about whip this whole white boy ass. <laughs> I was listening to Fight the Power by the Ron Osley brother. Godfrey was absolutely. He kept calling them the Ron Osley brothers. Godfrey Steve Harvey impersonation uh, is fucking great. What but, your ass say? He said, the, uh, this is the greatest verses ever right here. I don't know why they ain't been did this right here. What they was waiting on right here? Timberland and old punk ass Swiss beats. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking hilarious. Uh, but it's like, yeah, you got Steve Harvey ho- hosting the verses. Now, it's just, it's too much. It's just become too much. You digging up acts that no one really cared about they in the first Bow-Wow place. They got Bow Wow Soldier coming up. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> Bow Wow Soldier. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm there for the Bow Wow Soldier joke. But like Escape verse, who did they bat? SWV. SWV. Uh, D'Angelo battled himself. Yeah, it's, it's a celebration. <laughs> it just, it just. battle your goddamn so. You know. D'Angelo only got like four albums. How the fuck he battling himself? DMX verse Snoop. It was crazy. Like I said on my joint, DMX out of breath and Snoop dressed like AO. This shit was just <laughs> ridiculous. All yeah. the New York niggas like, no, X definitely got that. And I'm just like, nah. <laughs> so they did the verses last night because where Swiss Beats and Timberland started, like we said, in the studio and in the car, they never got a chance to do an actual performance yeah. joint. But like I said, with y'all doing a performance, you can't show up like you at your crib. No one told Timberland this. <laughs> Because Timberland had showed a, up. Had on silk pajamas. He had on, they were saggy in the back. <laughs> I was like, yo, why are your linens saggy like that? It almost seemed like the shorts and shit were too big for him. Yeah, Tim Tim, Tim has the human aura of an armadillo. Yeah. It, it like soggy, slumped over, yeah. hunchback. Yeah. Like it was just, it was nasty. Like by, the nigga that, song three, like the nigga that the tried, was stuck to his like ass. Like the nigga that tried to join the Spartans to fight, <laughs> to fight against the Persians, yeah. but he couldn't raise yeah, the shield. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's Timberland. <laughs> right. I will kill many Persians. That boy. Tim showed up with the Fendi silk, was it silk? Silk. It was short set. Short set, button up with like the top eight buttons open. With a ridiculously long Cuban and a bucket hat. With some old nigga socks on. He had diabetic socks on with the fucking Fendi sneakers. Looking a mess. He looked ridiculous. Swiss didn't. Swiss, he just looked like Peebles from Shaft. He he, he just looked, he looked cool, though. You know what I'm saying? That's what you want to wear, you know. Remember Peebles? Jeffrey Wright? This is like this is like Egyptian cotton, motherfucker. This is like half your shitty ass face. Like that was my man. Uh, he picked his hat up when he walked through the precinct. He snatched hat. Not my size. Beefos <laughs> was funny. He was, Jeffrey Wright don't get enough credit. Jeffrey Wright is the fucking. That's man, a yo. great actor. For him to be Martin Luther King in one movie and then turn around and be a fucking Cuban or Dominican drug lord, or whatever he was, he was excellent yeah, in that Jeffrey shit. Jeffrey Wright, that nigga. He said, "My brother, put my little brother in the box." <laughs> <laughs> he was excellent as people. But Swiss came in with the suit, the little pointy shoes, whatever. 
Tim was fried. Tim was just mollied out of his mind. He was drunk. He won Perico. He was just roasted. And they started going into the the same songs the that they played songs. against each other. This is the rematch. Yeah. With the same songs. <laughs> Again. Now I have you on here saying Swiss isn't a very good producer. Yo. I've had this argument with people before. Shout out to Cheese. He's I hope he hears this. He's gonna be pissed. He thinks Swiss Beats is the greatest producer ever because he makes the hardest shit. And I told him, I'm like, yo, I personally, I don't even have Swiss in my top five. Yeah, there's not a lot of skill involved in what Swiss does. To me, Swiss's production, it, it all sounds like similar. It's the same seven sounds it, it, in, it, just in different orders. It just sounds so similar. Now he was the 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 main producer for the Rough Riders. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna have when you got DMX and Jadakiss and all them rapping on, you're gonna have the styles, you're gonna have the hardest shit out. Yeah. But I don't look at his production as complex as I look at like Just Blazes or Kanye's or yeah. Drake. I just I don't I don't look at that. Or shit, compared to somebody that fucking was at Rough Riders when he his production's not as complex as Dame Grease. Dame Grease fucking produced uh, Get At Me Dog. Dame Grease is a phenomenal producer. He just didn't play the game. Yeah. Like, he didn't play the game and they kicked his ass out the fucking music industry. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like all that vacant lot shit and all that that Dame Grease was doing, him and Swiss was going at it. Like, yeah. he was right there. He just Swiss, stopped Swiss, at a point. Swiss, Swiss definitely propelled past all the motherfuckers yeah. with all the shit he did. Swiss has done a lot of shit. I'm not taking away from that at all. But the when I look at like production, I don't have Swiss Top 5. No. I got Dre, I got Kanye, I got Tim, I got Pharrell, I got Blaze, I got, you know, Primo's my man. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of people. Shit, Lil John. I say that shit all the time. Yeah. Lil John's... Shit, pretty, you look at the diversity of what, uh, like, Metro has done over the last... Yeah, I was going to say this. Like, do the new producers even get consideration? They should. I mean, you got niggas like Metro that's like... DJ Mustard. DJ Mustard that's just like, niggas got them bangers. What's like, the other big one from now? Uh, is Metro Mustard and... Weezy too young in No, the game. it's somebody who you always hear the tag. Um, uh, Hitmaker? No. What's the tag you always... Jalil. Huh? Jalil. Who? Jalil. Jalil. No, not Jalil Beats. Who the hell is it? It's, uh, if your Metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. Uh... Muzzled on the beat, ho. Who's the other one? Metro Boomin' on one some more, nigga? That's Metro Boomin'. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah, Metro got all the tags. Yeah, he got like 80 tags. I'm about to tell you right now. Hip-hop producers. See who comes up. Mike Will made it. Oh, Mike Will. Yeah. It's like the... the Mike Will produced fucking Be Humble for Kendrick. Mike Will also produced like the Miley Cyrus records and like Mike Will a fucking beast and he been in the shit since 2006. Like I feel like those three names from now Mustard, Mike Will, and Metro deserve consideration. <laughs> do they least. do they get up there? I mean, you know they arguably top ten already. It's like, but you still gotta you know you gotta consider people like Marley Marl, people like uh you know Eric B from his era and shit like that. But as far as like motherfuckers like really breaking barriers and pushing hip hop, this one article has uh the top fifteen hip hop producers: Dre at one, Kanye at two, Jay Dilla at three. That one, yeah. Premier at four, RZA at five, Metro Boomin at six, Just Blaze at seven, Timberland at eight, Pete Rock at nine, Alchemist at ten. This list is crazy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in no way, shape, or form advocating for we this just list. Reading the list. I'm just reading this the ain't list. This is our list. It's our list. Rick Rubin, Murder Beats. How did Murder Beats go over Swiss Beats? 
Yeah, I don't understand that. Who is Murder Beats? Murder on a beat, so it's not nice. He do a lot of shit with Migos and 21 Savage. Yeah. Uh, Boy Wonder. Boy Wonder is another one. He don't have a lot, a lot of shit, but the shit he got all counts. Yeah. Like, Boy Wonder is a problem. Q-Tip, Manny Fresh, Knife Wonder, Eric Sermon, Bob Squad, and then Marley Maul. Yeah, Marley Maul, Bob Squad, they got to be definitely considered for their errors and all of that shit, for sure. Yeah. I, I I like I said I got Dre, Kanye, Tim, Pharrell, and Primo. Those are my guys. Followed by some Lil John. Yeah, I'm saying. Rounding this out and finishing this, I told you I wanted to talk about this Mount Rushmore shit. Now, this Mount Rushmore shit has kind of exploded over it's the last. It's going crazy. I have a I have a bone to pick with you. With me? I, yes, with you. Okay. I have a bone to pick with Toot. I saw y'all talking about it's. Let's start with the West Coast Mount Rushmore. Y'all don't have Pac in your mount. I didn't say no. The the the, the question was Toot just retarded and don't read. <laughs> the question was who was your West Coast Mount Rushmore 2010 to 2019? Ah, that was the question. Because I couldn't understand why you had YG and Nipsey, and I'm like, he didn't say Pac or Snoop, and I'm just <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 no. All right, it because, was a modern mount because Rushmore. Toot was like, I don't care what you say, Pac ain't going in no Mount Rushmore to West Coast, and I just was like. He yes, like, he is. He has to. He's arguably. I mean, Dre is the Dre. He is, died behind the yeah, shit. Like, <laughs> he died repping. Like, he kind of has to. Yeah. It's the the for the for the old school overall Mount Rushmore for the West is four names and four names only. It's Dr. Dre, not necessarily in order, but Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Tupac, and Ice Cube. That's the four. <sighs> I, Ice Cube is there. I, I want to say him or Easy E. It's 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 a, it's it's a t- it's a and I and I I battled with myself the other day because I'm just like I want to put East Key East Easy E because he's the godfather of gangster rap. Mm-hmm. But it's like Ice Cube wrote, wrote the it song. All. <laughs> 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 so it's like how do we do this exactly? Yeah. So what I told myself was if I have to do a West Coast Mount Rushmore, I'm doing Snoop, I'm doing uh, Pac, I'm doing E40, and then I'm just doing. NWA, NWA as like that's you know, the fairest way to do it because I, I want to see E40 up that shit too and yeah. maybe even too short but definitely E40 but I'm just like just putting NWA as one thing yeah. and it's just whatever that way easy easy on realistically NWA could take the whole fucking list you see what I'm saying <laughs> because they spawn everything else comes after them they are the big bang of West Coast hip right so now that I see that you said that I'm yeah. okay and I don't yeah. have yeah so no my modern rush my, my modern one was K dot YG, Mustard, and Nip. Okay. That, uh, uh, well, I, I didn't have Mustard, I had J-Rock. Because what people don't understand about J-Rock is, J-Rock is the one who opened the door for TDE by getting his deal at Warner Brothers, and his first single had who on it? Kendrick. Wayne. Oh, no, Wayne, you right, damn. That Tom was the, uh, all that yeah. Is. That's why I got guns and my guns got kids. Yeah. And that made it to where... Yeah. Kendrick was able to have a voice because he. When, that's when Wayne was super blood. Exactly, mm-hmm. he was super blooded out, hanging with the nigga Terminator from Inglewood. Right, and um, you know he, it was through J Rock that TDE was birthed and and formed. So J Rock got to get that credit, and J Rock got a motherfucking Grammy for that King's Dead record. Yeah, the uh, Todd Dollar, would and I think be he got there. an Oscar for that drone too, if I'm not mistaken. I think Todd Dollar would be up there for consideration. Definitely for consideration. Yeah, but it's like YG was YG kind of gets the credit for Mustard and Ty because he was the voice that. 
pushed back open the West in 2009 with Tooted and Booted, but guess who produced it? Ty. Guess right. who? Guess who? Uh, singing on it, Ty. And guess who taught Mustard how to produce? Ty. 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 Now, rounding it out, there was a post the other day. So it said there was no East Coast, there was no West Coast. In fact, let's go to the East Coast one. So. Jay-Z recently did The Shop with mm -hmm. LeBron, and Snoop Dogg got interviewed the other day, and they asked him who's his East Coast Mount Rushmore. And he said LL, Slick Rick, Jay-Z, and he doesn't know about the other The four four. Right. I don't agree with that list. All the older niggas love LL. Yes. They love him. We aren't old enough. Right. To, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, I now, don't get that. it wrong. L was that nigga. The, my, one of my favorite workout songs is Mama Said Knock You Out. Yeah, L, Great. L was that. L, but L we, was court, that we court the end the of L. The extreme tail end of it. Because like, he was popping in 85. Right. I was born in 84. <laughs> I was born in 83. So it's like, we know LL, but we don't know him the same way, like, how a motherfucker that's 44 like, know him. Had is like a shark's fin. Yeah. We didn't get that. Yeah. We didn't get, uh, you know, I need my radio. We didn't get yeah. that. What we got was. You know, I'm something like a phenomenon, and they call me Big Ellie. Yeah. Well, that wasn't it. <laughs> that was not it. <laughs> that was not it. <laughs> so we court the tail end of, you yeah. know, it's like a um, like a buffet that used to be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's like. By the time you make your way over there and shit gut it out. <laughs> and like, no, a couple years ago, that joint was slamming. <laughs> but, like, like, that's how we got LL. So yeah. it's not shocking for anybody in my age range to be like, I don't got LL up there. You know, yeah. I got Biggie. I got Pac. I, I mean, Biggie. I got Nas. I got Jay. I got DMX. I got, you know, all these different things. Yeah. So, rounding it out, there was a post that went out the other day, and it said, who goes on to Mount Rushmore from 2010 to 2020? Everybody included. Everybody included. So, the, the post, they had the Mount Rushmore, yeah. like, the faces chiseled in it. It was Drake's face. It was Kendrick Lamar's face. It was J. Cole. Cole's face. And then it was a question mark. Yeah. And it said, who's the fourth person? LeBron tweeted, future. future. Yeah. And people were debating about it in the comments. Here's my thing with this. I personally, for the 2010s, I think future is a shoe-in before J. Cole. For sure. And that's the question mark. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm like, how do J. Cole just go on this before future? Because of his, he's regarded in rap ability as somebody that's untouchable. But guess what? He didn't always display that. And we, we for whatever reason, like we, we praise J. Cole all of his highlights and we conceal his sins and we mask like the misses that he made. He, right. put, he put a lot of misses out. He yeah. put a lot of records out that didn't connect, that didn't nobody give a fuck about. Workout exists. You know what I'm saying? Like that first album was like, uh, Mr. Nice Watch exists. Like them, there were certain records to where it's like he didn't find himself yet and he was fortunate. Right. Future has unapologetically been future since we met him. Mm -hmm. He's gone more into his villainy as he's gotten we're gonna get him that in the patreon on the patreon he's gotten he's going more deeper into his purpose as he's gotten better <laughs> his and, purpose and understood that's like i'm here to be an agent of his purpose a villain. <laughs> to be an agent of destruction <laughs> like it's like <laughs> it's like thanos i'm a villain with a purpose oh. Into his purpose. So he's That's going, funny. He's going further into his villainy the more that we've got to know him. He's given us so many pop culture moments on top of the hit records, on, on top, top of, of the album sales, the, album the, sales and the, the number ones and the 
Summer 16 tour. He was right. He was yeah. there with Drake. Like, uh, fucking, what a time to be alive. That's Drake in future. I can remember the morning DS2 came out. Nigga, like, broke earth. Dog, it was like, that you, shit when was. When you cut on that it, with that first record and you hear, I just fucked your bitch. And some so, Gucci like, flip flops. Stop this. Let's start over again. Yeah. This is the first bars of the album. I can remember the first time I played Stick Talk. When that nigga said, I ain't got no mana for you, sluts. <laughs> I'm gonna put my, my thumb in a but <laughs> he, he's he's contributed like the 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 debate of future Yo. not being on the Mount Rushmore. Is, I didn't understand it's it. It's asinine. At all. It's like, it's really ridiculous. It's asinine. Like I'm gonna keep it a buck. Get mad if you want. The 2010s Mount Rushmore, Drake's face goes up there first, futures goes up there second. Yeah. That's then no diss to Kendrick Lamar, because Kendrick Lamar's is going on there, but Future is the second biggest artist in his last 10 years. Yeah. I don't even understand that. So when I saw that and the people were like, uh, with the question mark shit, and LeBron, LeBron said Future, people were like, nah, Nicki Minaj, nah, this, that, and the third. I'm like, look, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. You get mad all you want. If I have to do a Mount Rushmore for the last 10 years, right, I'm doing Drake, I'm doing Future. I'm doing Kendrick Lamar. But then the fourth spot, I'm putting three heads on that shit because I'm putting Amigos. I, I can't even like begin to. Yeah. They're the biggest group of all time. Yeah. Everybody raps and looks like them. How the fuck aren't they considered for that? <laughs> right. But it's because they a unit. So I they, don't know. they get cheated out of their like credit and their uh their stamp that they put on the culture. But it's like they re people don't understand like as much as Future opened the door for Atlanta for the newer generation, the Amigos reopened it again. Like they changed the aesthetic of everybody was rapping like them for seven years. Yeah, it's just now that we're getting on to a different flow pattern. Like Lil Baby like, and Forty Two Doug kind of like have like moved it around. That Detroit off off the exactly. beat shit has like taken over it's a taken little bit. Over to where it's like it's off kilter and it's in and out. They changed that because Lil Baby kind of doesn't rap on beat a lot. No, and it it hits though because he it's like it does tell though. Tell me you've seen that video. It's like a cartoon. And it's Drake and Lil Baby in the studio with the producer. When they were oh, doing this. He was like, man, he all right. Is, is, is he talking about <laughs> is me? He talking about me? <laughs> He's like, I pull out that thing when I blow it. I ain't listening to the producer. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, he heating up. <laughs> It was Drake like cut the beat and the beat cut out and he still. <laughs> I like to go and I said I ain't missing it. <laughs> dog, I'm a lap forward. I blow. I ain't missing. Dog, that shit is hilarious. But yeah, Lil Baby's flow is like, it, it's phenomenal. Like when he gets to really, really like rapping, rapping, he be fucking it up. But if I had to do a Mount Rushmore of the tens, I would do Kendrick, Drake, Future, and Amigos. I respect that one. If, if Migos are disqualified because they're a group, then J. Cole gets on. But Future, the, the first three are locks. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about. No. Future, uh, uh, fucking Kendrick won a fucking Pulitzer. He won every award you could win he, for he, Damn. The nigga won like, the, I was about to say, he won like every fucking <laughs> Grammy possible. Like, like, yeah. So it was like, all right, so he got to go. J. Cole ain't got to go. Like, we like J. Cole right now because he's going outside of the normal J. Cole shit. Like, for the last two years, he's made it a point to do shit. I don't know if he's going normal. out. He's still in the J. Cole shit. I think it's, I think to me, starting with the Revenge of the Dreamers album. Niggas playing, was playing basketball in Rwanda during the <laughs> album release. That's some J. Cole shit. But his, you see, they his, sent his ass back. His content to me feels different and is more on topic with what the other contemporary rappers are like talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it just his, it his, feels a little bit his different. His music, like K 
KOD and then this. He's he's reached a new like stratosphere as far as like lyrical uh prowess. Like exactly. who he is in rapping. But he's still doing silly J. Cole <laughs> shit. Only J. Cole would go play basketball in Rwanda. For a week. During an album release. <laughs> or only you J. Cole. pick the week of your album to go to Rwanda? To go score a point. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, all right, J. Cole. Bring your dumb ass back home. This is why you're not on the goddamn <laughs> mountain. Like, yeah. But I, 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 the Nicki Minaj argument makes sense. It's a valid argument. It's a valid argument. But I, I saw those, and then, you know, the other ones are just stupid. But those are the ones that made the most sense. But it's like, So anyone know, in those six, I could understand. As much as we love Nicki and we supporters of Nicki on this podcast, there was a period during the decade where, like, the fans turned on her. She like, wasn't it. She wasn't it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And Queen, for as good of an album as it is, it was a number two album. One number, Future has the most number ones, excluding nobody. How the nigga that do the most, as words of Birdman, we do the most, we sell the most, we tow the most, so how he the best and we ain't? Right. It's one of them type of arguments. Yeah. It's simple. So, if, you know, I just, I know people are very, uh, and we'll talk, we're going to explore this on the Patreon, but like people are very like in and out on how they feel about Future because of his villainy. It's almost like a guilty pleasure mm -hmm. to like him and to enjoy him, but the the fact remains is that he got the most number he's one like, album. He's like junk food. Yeah, it's like yeah. I know I shouldn't be eating this shit, but here I am especially at three a.m. Especially at nine in the morning. Yeah, like <laughs> here, here I am playing forty two Doug in a bathroom on Triller at three in the morning. <laughs> at three in the morning, like I shouldn't right. be enjoying this. Right. Like this goes against all of my beliefs, the way my mother raised me, everything. But this nigga's spitting. This nigga's spitting. <laughs> I had a, a great John that like went little mini viral when during the Babyface and Teddy Riley battle that actually happened. I was like, Babyface really put out songs and albums full of music that made you want to step up and be a better man. Thank God for future. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you need balance like a motherfucker. For sure. You listen to a couple future tracks, you'd be like, man, I don't need these bitches for <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, real talk. So, but we're going to explore that on the Patreon. For sure. Uh, what is this? Episode what? One something? One, 2003. Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. 49? Uh, 58? <laughs> 153. 53. 153. 153. 153. Um, 153. 153. Subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com. The Realist Podcast ever. Or Patreon.com slash official TRPE. Yes. Um, we, got, we got our Shout out to Chanel. Shout out to Shantae. Shout out to Bianca. Watch this. LaVasqua. No. Velasquez. <laughs> Fucked it all. Fuck. Fucked it up again. Fucked it up again. <laughs> LaVasquez. That, that's not, you're just trying to get it back to Oskino by any means necessary. Like <laughs> Bianca. LaVasquez. Velasquez. Oh, fucking LaVasquez. <laughs> Oh, and her Instagram is Pretty Girl B. You know Bianca. I, all right, there you go. <laughs> I know I've seen it before, but I, I just couldn't. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Yes. Um, we uh, like I said, we had our original winner who was Morgan Cephas. Couldn't get it. She forfeited hers. Forfeited Tried to pass hers. it down to Chelsea Cephas. Yeah. Morgan forfeited on behalf of yeah. her as well. Morgan want to be working for the state <laughs> and all this foolishness. But uh, when we get to 500 Patreon subscribers, yes. we're gonna do Two. a gift card. For two five hundred dollar gift card. Now, when we do that one, everybody's in. Everybody in. I caught a lot of flack this week for disqualification. Hey man, people was upset. 
Marv said, I got to make another goddamn Patreon. <laughs> as a, as a, a, a burner. A burner Patreon. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, and we're going to do it official. What I'm going to do is I'm going to print all the names and cut them. Okay. Like I'm going to print out the list with all the names. And yes. then, you know how you do the, you know how people be having on the tree. Like if you want your dick suck, call this number <laughs> and you pull the little, the little tag. I'm going to do those. For and, a good time, yeah, Paul. For a good time, right. <laughs> I'm going to cut those and I'm going to put them in a, in a journal. We're going to do it live on air. So everybody's in that. Okay. Everybody's yeah. in. So yeah, we're going to do that. But uh, head on over to Patreon now or later on in the week. Yeah. Give yourself some space. Yeah, space, uh, space it out. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you there. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.